WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Thursday, October 19th. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210 WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Dawn Stenzlin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Action-packed Thursday edition of the show. We are absolutely loaded this morning. Captain Deplorable himself, the great Sean Farash, our Trump impressionist, is swinging back by for round number two at 9 o'clock this morning. That is going to be... A hilarious segment. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Gregory? Do I hear that he does a Biden, too? I did not know that, but he does. Wow. Yes. It's going to be great. Yes. So we will actually speak to the current president and the former president <laughs> simultaneously. And he'll be on video, too. So if you're watching yes. on YouTube, you can Fine. you can see it all on video. Maybe he'll just have a debate amongst himself as he goes in and yeah. out of Trump and Biden characters. I was just going to say, maybe maybe <laughs> we should just step out and just let him, you know. Yeah. Uh, Dawn could be like Dana Perino, and I'll be like the guy from Fox Business for a debate, <laughs> and we'll just moderate and get steamrolled. I'd love it. It'll be great. Uh, so that's going to be good. Also, Phillies today at 5.07. Yeah, Game three. Zioli's out at Comedy Club tonight for Parks, which is going to be fun. Going to swing by there as well, so... If I come in tomorrow morning looking and sounding like death, you know why. Oh, for God's sake. Remember. First, first the Phillies and then Zioli. Remember what time we start, buddy. We start at 6 a.m. Yeah. There's a reason I don't go out at night. That's true. You don't ever really go out at all, do you? You stay at home the whole time. <laughs> I do. You stay away from... You're like, society's going to hell. I'm just going to stay here with my kid. Absolutely. I don't blame you. We got a lot of good stuff to get to this morning. Same old GOP with the big take. Day two for Mr. Jordan. And it got worse. <laughs> And it got worse at the Capitol. I don't know. I mean, I, some are saying insurrection, but then again, if you're a Democrat or you're supporting a different cause, it's uh, apparently not apples to apples. So we will get to that and a bunch of other good things as well. Loaded Kutchie and plenty more. But before all of that, let's get the news around number one, 6.05 Thursday morning. The great Dawn Stenzlin. And good morning in the news on this Thursday morning. We are sponsored by Consumer Cellular I'll tell you about a big change coming in the forecast. So this morning, all of the other suspects accused in the shooting of two Philadelphia officers are now under arrest. So that's the latest from Philadelphia police. They made two more arrests in connection with the shooting last week that killed Officer Richard Mendez and injured another officer. So those suspects identified as 21-year-old Alexander Batista Polanco of Camden, New Jersey, Hendrick Peña Fernandez, who's also 21, of Pensacola, New Jersey. And they. we also know that those individuals had other warrants out for their arrest at the time of the shooting. 
So uh, this is these are not their first, uh, you know, this is not their first rodeo, let's say. So career crimi- career criminals out on the loose. It looks like it. Okay. <laughs> and as we told you, a third suspect in the killing, 18-year-old Yabrani Martinez-Fernandez, also of Camden County, New Jersey, arrested early Monday in Cherry Hill. So all those three suspects believed to be involved in the killing. The question is, which one of them, who pulled the trigger? Who's mm-hmm. ultimately the trigger man who ultimately fired at the back of, um, of uh, you know, Officer Mendez? Cowards. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll never know unless they confess because the cameras weren't working. Yeah, exactly. And that's, we're still, you know, calling for, you know, answers as far as why weren't the cameras working after two and a half years of $100 million being given to pay for a brand new upgrade in the seat. They should have just kept the old system. Mm-hmm. But um, the cameras were down. We don't have that video. So now we're trying to figure that one out. The fourth person believed to be involved in the killing, you may recall, was 18-year-old Jesus Herman Madeira Duran. And he was actually killed in the Thursday night shooting. So all four shooters now, accused gunmen, now all accounted for as uh, we have one Philadelphia family who is grieving, and obviously Officer Richard Mendez, his family grieving, his wife, uh, his family, his funeral is planned for early next week. So we're watching that very carefully. I do want to point out that there were indeed more protests on the campus of the University of Pennsylvania. And so we had pro-Israeli, um, pro-Israeli forces or pro-Israeli um, demonstrators as well as pro-Palestine demonstrators on campus. Many Jewish um, students on campus saying they're not comfortable with a lot of the chants, which essentially call for the death of Jews. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, how come if you had, you know, white nationalists out here chanting for the deaths of, let's say, another ethnicity of people, it would be called one thing. But when you have folks calling for the death of Jews Nobody's doing anything. This is what I say, I say every day. Oh, my the, goodness. The hypocrisy and the selective social outrage is just unacceptable. It's, <laughs> it should be a consistent theme across the board that hate speech and death of anybody should not be tolerated, at least in my view. But, you know, 2023. Yeah. it's uh, So these students just saying they're not comfortable on campus filing reports. And so that they're trying to make a, a at least create a paper trail. And obviously, there's a lot of video that has gone viral with regard to that. Um, by the way, on Capitol Hill, we saw a huge pro-Palestine uh, protest that took over the rotunda there on Capitol Hill. And online, many people going viral saying, is is this not an insurrection? You had clashes with the police there, the Capitol Police. Why is this being reported differently or viewed differently? Yep. So. We had it on the Penn campus, and we had it at the Capitol. We will get into the Capitol at 630. But just one question I do have now for people just thinking out loud, and I'll try to look it up, and if anybody else wants to look it up, it, what what is the, the law or the protocol or the rule for walking into that Capitol building? Is that, and maybe I should know this answer, but as far as where the the massive gathering was, as you saw that video by everybody on social media yesterday, is that against the law to be in that spot? And I'm just wondering, like, how you actually get in there and if you're actually permitted to be in there or if they are already just trespassing by mere entry. 
I, I don't know what the rules and the laws are for entering that building, but I would I would love to know if that is like something on a government website or because well, I, I think that's where we have to at least start the conversation and then work our way to a, I have about five other questions I want to ask too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the point that many are making, that in truth, is, is it's the people's house. It's supposed to be a public building. Okay. But uh, when some people go in, like they did yesterday, they don't, they're, they're not trespassing. And when others go in, they are trespassing. <laughs> yeah. And that's the question. Correct. When I saw that huge crowd and I thought, wow, you know, did all of those people go through metal detectors mm-hmm. and security? Because right. I don't think they did. Correct. I would agree right? with you. Yes. Um, oh, I should mention that we, we talked about this last week. We knew that Rite Aid had filed for some financial protections. Now we're learning that 15 Rite Aid stores are closing in the city of Philadelphia and the Philadelphia region. And that Rite Aid, unfortunately, is in much worse financial shape than even its competitors over the past six years. Rite Aid has tallied nearly $3 billion in losses. Part of this is, yes, the market is changing. A lot of people are getting home delivery, not needing to go into a physical store. But a huge part of this as well for all the pharmaceutical companies and these kind of pharmacy stores is that they were part of the payment system within the opioid crisis. Mm. And so the question that many are asking is, well, there were those billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar payouts that places like Rite Aid were involved in, but now the people pay, and in particular, Many of these 15 Rite Aid stores are being closed in neighborhoods where now you'll have no pharmacy, poorer city neighborhoods. That's correct. And then everybody gets punished for it. And um, so we do have, of course, uh, President Joe Biden. We talked a lot about the fact that yesterday uh, he left Israel, headed home, will deliver a primetime address to the nation from the Oval Office this evening and fast-moving developments, obviously, as now we're learning that one of the headlines this morning is that Hamas fighters likely fired North Korean weapons during their October October 7th assault on Israel. And there are videos they claim to support this. There is a lot to unpack as far as the information and misinformation reporting about that Gaza Baptist Christian hospital. In truth, there's video emerging that has gone viral on social media, in fact, where that has been released saying, that hospital was never actually um, blown up, yeah, as like they park- said. It was like a parking lot. It was a parking lot. lot. Yeah. And they didn't have 500 deaths, mm-hmm. which everybody was reporting. And then this morning we have drone drones targeting the U.S. bases in Iraq. So we've got now Iraq <laughs> and North Korea added into the mix on top of oh Rashida Tlaib not willing to take down her posts that have been proven false. Yes. Yeah. It's like a powder keg, Don. It's going to go. Yes, it is. And I know Nick's going to talk about the latest with Jim Jordan and the House Speakership. We'll get to all of it. Phil's tonight at in the 5 o'clock hour, which we appreciate as opposed to the 8 o'clock hour. So Phil's uh, Game 3 in Arizona. Consumer Cellular sponsoring our first news, offering the exact same nationwide 5G coverage as all the major carriers, even in bumper-to-bumper traffic. So they're 100%. U.S.-based support is just a click or call away. Plus, activation's always free. Visit ConsumerCellular.com. Switch today. NBC 10 first alert forecast. You're going to love today. 70 degrees, sunny skies. Really soak up the sun today because tomorrow, that's when the switcheroo happens. Tomorrow evening, the rain moves in. 67 degrees tomorrow, but the rain moves in a blustery 
Friday evening into Saturday. Saturday afternoon, however, even though we're much cooler, barely 60 degrees, we at least will see the sun come out, but the wind will be whipping Saturday afternoon. Wait, so did I hear this correctly? We'll have rain Friday, but no rain Saturday? There will be rain in the morning. Oh, okay. But it's not an all-day raw, rainy... I'm trying to be keep hope alive here, yes. Nick. I just want a dry Saturday. <laughs> just a dry it, Saturday. It might be half dry. Okay. All right, All so... Right. With a half glass full. Yep. <laughs> Kale and Company News Live. All right, Don. thank you very much. 613 Thursday morning. Let's get to another big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. Same old GOP for the second consecutive day. Jim Jordan of Ohio failed to get the votes to become the next Speaker of the House. And Jim Jordan's team says he will continue to forge ahead with his bid to be the successor to the ousted Kevin McCarthy. Last week, Steve Scalise was nominated but failed to get enough votes, and he dropped out. He was considered by some, if not many, to be Kevin McCarthy 2.0. In short, he was a rhino. Now Jim Jordan, endorsed and backed by Donald Trump, has gone 0 for 2 in his quest to take the gavel. In short, Jim Jordan, very MAGA. So let's get this straight. The Republican Party doesn't want a rhino. The Republican Party won't vote on a hardcore conservative. Our tax dollars going to waste as America turns into a hellhole and as World War III looks more likely than ever before. I'm at the point where I'm really short of a presidential election. I may never vote again in a federal election for any of these jagoffs. These people are nothing more than crisis actors, political theater majors, and a cast of individuals that are somewhere between WWE superstar storyline performers and soap opera stars the equivalent to Days of Our Lives. On Tuesday, day one, 20 Republicans failed to vote for Jim Jordan. Yesterday, Wednesday, day two, 22 Republicans failed to vote for Jim Jordan. This is embarrassing and beginning to feel a lot like the battle Kevin McCarthy faced nine months ago when he had to go the distance 15 rounds to get the magical number of votes. People like Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, to me, at this point, are nothing more than attention-seeking drama majors always looking for that nearby camera, microphone, just their Twitter app on their cell phone to sell you on their BS while getting nothing accomplished on your dime. In fact, they're the complete opposite of the Philadelphia Phillies. The House GOP team does a lot of talking, but no real hitting. The Phillies, meanwhile, on a historical run, not flapping their gums, just going out there and getting the job done. House Republicans are more like on a deplorable run, and I'll explain. On November 16th last year, the headline read, Republicans scrape back control of the U.S. House. Slim majority means end to Nancy Pelosi's time as Speaker, and likely GOP showdown with Biden in next two years for presidency. You know, we were told red wave, red wave, red wave. It was merely a pink trickle, but a victory is a victory no matter how close the scoreboard might show that it was. And with the narrow victory and that crucial 218th seat secured, we were going to get the following. Control of the House, because that's crucial, as it will allow the Republicans to launch an array of congressional investigations into issues ranging from Biden's botched withdrawal from Afghanistan to more obviously politicized probes of government actions during the COVID pandemic, and of course, Biden's son, Hunter, and his business activity. And what have we received with these investigations and these impeachment inquiries? Sure, some tantalizing evidence. I feel like Biden is corrupt, but they've yet to give us the smoking gun. Cool, a few poster boards 
at Congress. A couple of slideshow presentations by Byron Donalds. Some star witnesses. Some examination. Some cross-examination. Some nice sound bites for the cut sheet. Awesome. The slideshow circus and some feet being held to the fire, but the dots still not connected. Three quarters of the way through year one of Republican control of the House, and this is the thanks you and I get for voting for these clowns. The results to date, deplorable. I've always believed the loudest people in the room are usually the most full of crap, and that assertion stands true and rings true today. So that's why I call out people like Matt Gates. You wanted to oust McCarthy? Great. So did I. Not a fan of Kevin McCarthy, but what have you done with it? Just created the sideshow circus. And now you look like a buffoon with your tough guy bravado. And I look, I think a lot of us see right through you. Same goes with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with her, like some of her values, but I don't enjoy the circus. She loves to post videos of her shooting a rifle down in Georgia. I love the South. Lived there for five years. But as Greg Stalker says, not everything needs to be on Twitter, especially when you don't have a Speaker of the House. So how about quit doing a social media sideshow and get some actual results? Nice of you, by the way, yesterday, Marjorie, to say we need a full investigation into how pro-Palestinian Hamas supporters invaded the Capitol. Cool. We don't have a Speaker of the House to lead that investigation right now because you guys are playing WWE Monday Night Raw. And then we get to Republican Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania, who offered up this nonsense yesterday. Listen and watch. Kelly of Pennsylvania. Former Speaker of the House, the Honorable John Boehner. Boehner. Uh, John Boehner, a nice little crowd applause, some laughter. John Boehner, why didn't I think of that? John Boehner, quit wasting America's time. Who else are you going to nominate next? I got to hear Daniel Valdez's name. I mean, give me a break. Maybe we can send Dawn, we can send Dawn Stenzel into the Capitol right now and give her full autonomy to conduct the locker room speech of how the GOP needs to get it together because obviously they can't get it together. And at this point, we may as well just try to primary them all once any of them or all of them are investigated for insider trading and, of course, profiting off of our tax dollars. And I wouldn't blame you if you, yes, you, the listener right now, doesn't vote in 2024 for Congress, not the Senate, nada. Why waste your time in line, take time out of your day, perhaps lose a half days of pay, and back these individuals, put a sign in your yard, retweet their posts, only to have it result in nothing and amount to jack squat. You have the power to check the Dems right now. The fact that the Republicans have control of the House gives the GOP some congressional investigatory power. And it looks like you need to really take control right now. And maybe, how about this? Check yourself in the mirror and remember the core mission statement. Represent your constituents and quit representing your personal interests and yourselves. And while we're at it, quit embarrassing yourselves and embarrassing all of us. And that's the big take. Big take on Kale and Company. All right, round and round we go. Let's see how many votes Jim Jordan won't get today. 855-839-1210, the phone number on Twitter and Instagram at 1210WPHT. And, of course, on YouTube. To be a part of the Kale and Company comment community, just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. We'll get some thoughts and reaction to Jim Jordan's day two failure 
as well as what transpired at the Capitol yesterday. I don't know, video-wise, kind of looked insurrectionish, didn't it? I'm sure everybody will have their feet held to the fire like J6 2021, right? Right? All right, we're back after this. Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel in partnership with the Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. We got the lock for you of the week. It's definitely Miami at Philadelphia. Take Miami minus two and a half on this game. It's not even going to be close. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I love the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. Sign up right now. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHD and is the official partner of the NFL. 21 and over, President PA. First online first online realm money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not want trouble. Bonus bets expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Nick, Dawn, Greg, Daniel, Anthony, the whole squad here. As we head till 10 o'clock, 855-839-1210. Get, this, uh, get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube, as many of you love to do. Uh, I tell you, yesterday was very interesting. You know, I purposely did not want to watch any of the Jim Jordan session as he was trying to get to the magic number of 217. Because deep down in my gut, I knew that he wouldn't. I figured it would be a sideshow. So I waited until that uh, went final, and then I just went on like Fox News's website and, and saw some of the results. And then as I see that going on and um, basically validating my, my assumption before I, I took the great nap yesterday, I see all hell breaking loose at the Capitol. Uh, but before we get to the Capitol and stuff specifically with uh, that debacle yesterday and another just terrible look for this nation, uh, Don, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the Jim Jordan situation. You know, at this point, I, I really do feel, and I remember this vividly, when I was down in Nashville a couple of years ago and I, I tried to do the law school thing and I worked for a uh, a family law attorney. Her name was Lisa Ewing. Very little, very petite uh, conservative Republican Trump supporting attorney, and we we would talk politics at times, and she would come in and she would say, you know, I swear that's just like a football scrimmage where you got the Republicans and the Democrats, and they're just putting on different jerseys because they're really all on the same team and they're playing us for fools. And I had that dancing around in my head again this morning. Really? Yeah, yeah. I just I feel like at this point. It's a lot of these individuals, like, they would love to get it accomplished, I think. But I think they love their, their 15 minutes of fame. I think they love the the allure and the attraction of a divided uh, uh, house right now. And I just, I'm so tired of, like, everybody giving quotes. And I see Marjorie, I see Matt. And I just, I, I, I want to take my eyeglasses off and just snap them in half. But I don't have $89 right now to go get a new pair. Like, they're just, they're so annoying to me. Like, can't you just get this done? Especially on a day like yesterday where we have pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian, um, quote, protesters invading the Capitol. Like, I would like to see an investigation launched. But you know what? You can't because you don't have a speaker right now. I know. It's it's ridiculous. But the whole, 
the stories where allegedly the the team Jim Jordan people are sending threatening messages to people, yeah. <laughs> their own part. It's like, oh, you know, and the wives. Yeah. And they're they're saying what is going on? It's like a Hollywood script. Like they're, like they're just He's, writing this up as they go and say, "Hey, let's give this to the American public today. That'll divide and distract for a little bit longer. Like just get something accomplished for God's sakes." I'm sorry. I I do have exclusive TMZ video of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is she's in a local hotel. She's doing a major CrossFit workout before coming and visiting right. you in the studio yeah. to kick your butt. I know she does a lot of power cleans yeah, so and some Yeah, so I tweeted and that out squats. and I sent it to you because yes. uh, she's doing a big workout before coming to Great. kick Nick Kale and yeah. Greg Soccer's butt. This is, this is and I, I, I see that you <laughs> sent me that now. It's from TMZ. You can literally see her in like her uh, Holiday Inn doing push-ups. Like this is what I'm talking about. Like this is, and this is what Stalker talks about. Like, not everything needs to be on social media. Like, Marjorie, I don't care about your fitness She's life. She's trying to inspire people to get a little more fit. What's wrong with that? She's fit and she's healthy. Yes. She's got a tight little tush. She does. You've been talking about her a lot. Yeah. I don't know, Judge Janine. Yeah, she's not bad. M- MJT. Yeah. I'm just saying. I know. MTJ. I just and I keep thinking about you with you know the get it together GOP get it together yeah. and I know McCarthy went fifteen rounds and McCarthy and, and uh, Jim Jordan's only gone two so I, I get it this could take a long time it but is I, ridiculous I, I'm just frustrated no it, the whole thing is to your point Nick it's ridiculous and they we don't need to why do they continue to take the count and the vote when they know they don't have the votes mm-hmm. okay that. That is like, you know, when you say throw the spaghetti at the cabinet yeah. or the spaghetti at the wall to make sure it's done. Mm-hmm. That's like throwing the spaghetti, you know, when you've only it's only been in the pot for a few minutes. Right. OK, so it's just stupid. It looks bad. They look crazy. And this at a time when everything's in chaos worldwide, everything's in chaos here in America. You have chaos. My God. And and you said this yesterday, Nick, and it's so true that the Democrats have never been more of a hot mess. No, I'm paraphrasing here, mm-hmm. but essentially you said that yesterday. They've they've never been more of a hot mess. They're so easily beatable. Yep. And the fact that they they just are petty. They're like they're like a bunch of teenagers. Mm-hmm. My teenagers are more organized. <laughs> I shouldn't even say that's an insult. To right. Teenagers, yes. right? Because. They just can't get it together. Nope, they can't. And it's so, it just feels like it's all about egos and then it's about Trump, but really it's not about Trump. It's really they're just their petty little grumpy little differences. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm so over it. And you're right with some of the people that get nominated and you go out there knowing you don't have the votes. It basically turns into basically a made for TV production. Let me ask you a question, Don, because you keep saying this over and over again that uh, the Democrats are so beatable right now. Not that I don't agree with you, but what over the last four years has proven that the GOP can beat them in anything since they haven't? What's changed in the last four years? I, I mean, I agree. I mean, uh, has has the economy gotten worse? Yes. OK, yeah. but, but but I mean, if you look, it was at- a train wreck from day one. So why why all of a sudden now is is this going to be a steamrolling of the GOP? That's that's what I don't understand. It's like, oh, they're so beatable right now. But the GOP has proven that they can't beat them. I know it, it's it's frustrating. That's the that's the maddening part is when you look at whether it's the economy, crime, the border, things like that. Every pot and. The, the reason why I say they will never be as weak as they are, and I'm talking about the Democrats right now, is you look at some of the, the age of some of these individuals, 
and the fact that they've been the party's been hijacked by the radical progressive left wing where all of these progressive policies fail like if you're if you're a competent functional conservative republican you should be looking at this and saying if i just get my messaging right and i just get the right candidate and i just highlight those three or four major flaws of the dems and oh by the way provide a solution because it's easy to pick and prod at the left for all their failures but the reality is you need to have the solution. Like, I, I just look at all of this and I'm like, this should not be rocket science. And I'm just thinking about in my lifetime, like even going back to the Clinton administration. And I think of all the de- different Democratic Democrat uh, administrations from Clinton to Obama to Biden. And even, you know, whether it's the House or the Senate or at a gubernatorial level, I'm just like, I've never seen that party look so god awful. And they are. They're so beatable. But it's just like you can't get out of your own way. Yeah, I mean, to Greg's point, though, the Democrats are a hot mess because their policies are bordering on, you know, uh, you look at it. I was texting back and forth with a relative who was sending me stuff from like Mao in the 19th, like communist propaganda in the 60s. And so the Democrats are a mess because their policy Mm -hmm. should horrify everybody. And so we're we are a distracted society because we're looking at Mm -hmm. social media. The Republicans, and, and I guess, truthfully, we, we are part of the problem, because if you want to think about who is organized, who has been successful, who has been consistent, then I would say, why aren't we looking at a Ron DeSantis or a Nikki Haley? To me, they're fine. Um, Trump is embattled right now because he's, he's embattled in all these court fights. And so every time now that he's speaking out, he's reacting to reporters asking him about Letitia James or the court case in New York, or the one over here and over there. Yep. And so they're, you know, I feel like it's, you know, Trump, they've, they've tried to create this where he's he is bogged down, if you will, by talking about all these different court cases, which are unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I don't know how any human being could deal with this, with the, with the full force of the government at state levels, local levels, federal levels, coming after you. And the man continues to go to the court appearances mm-hmm. and then run for president at the same time. Right. That, to me, is a Herculean task. Mm-hmm. But to Greg's point, where are we now from, if you take pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, we were at historic levels of peace and prosperity. I say pre-pandemic because somebody, somebody's going to say, oh, Trump during his era, because they're counting the pandemic. Right. Obviously, I'm not holding Biden or Trump accountable for the pandemic time right but we can blame of course fauci and those mm-hmm. who convinced everybody that yeah. we had to do this and that and the other. I, I don't hold 2020 against trump and i don't hold the first six months or so of 2021 against biden yeah because well, the, because it was the, it was the right. pandemic but and, by the time by the time we got to the summer of 2021 yeah. 18 months into this pandemic yeah. okay i i've seen enough i've heard enough let's get back to business all right. But they've but they've doubled down. The teachers union. I think oh, you were tweeting out Randy Randy Weingarten again yesterday, doing more stuff. I mean, so the, with the Democrats, their policies are bad for America. They're a disaster for our economy. They're a disaster for our kids yep. and our schools, mm-hmm. the border, everything. So 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 the point, Greg, is that yes, the Democrats' policies are driving us into the ground. That's the honest to God's truth. With the Republicans, what I'm talking about. Is that they their leadership as far as in in the House right now, they're quibbling and they're not looking at the big picture. What I'm saying is, is that 
I'm not talking about us here, and I'm, ta- I'm not talking about the listeners here. I'm talking to the general public. Yesterday is a great example. Joe Biden, for whatever you think of him, and yes, he's stumbling and bumbling, and he, he's a, you know, he has oatmeal for, for brains. I get it. <laughs> but he's over in mm-hmm. the Middle East hugging Netanyahu, yep. like, like taking, taking charge to, yep. to some people, and Trump is sitting in court. So how does that look to the general public? You have one guy who appears to the, you know, masses who don't pay attention to the stuff as fat, as close as we that, do. That's a good point. As, for, for the fringe person that only yes, sees headlines and photos, yes. one's a good photo op, the other's a bad photo look. And, no. and Trump is sitting in court and... Right. Uh, because and he's dragged re- there. It's not by his choice. Retweeting uh, doxing articles from Laura Loomer. So, so look at how this looks mm-hmm. to the general public. And that's by design. This is DOJ and this is the Democrats. And that's why this is horrible at every level that they've done this to an active candidate and the leading challenger to Joe Biden. To your point, the Trump Trump team of lawyers should pull what Greg Stocker just said and play that in court Mm -hmm. when this whole and this whole thing is going to be appealed for Trump, especially the Letitia uh, Letitia James case. Trump's going to win. But when and on appeal. But to but to your point, that's by design, Greg Stocker. They want this as far as that. As yeah. far as Joe Biden, yesterday, beautifully written speech. I thought that although the the video that's gone viral where he almost looks like one of those animal videos you see where it's like a possum just getting up. And yeah, where he slow. comes out of the, the doorway and His he looks like he's is, out of it. It's bizarre. Yeah. So that was that's kind of concerning. But overall, um, I thought I was proud of the fact that we had the U.S. president go there. The speech was whoever wrote that speech. It was a beautifully written speech. And he didn't he so, he spoke softly, but he didn't stumble on it. And, and I was just praying for him because mm-hmm. we carried it live. Yeah. And I was just praying that because now you're talking about world peace, World War Three and serious ramifications. So it was a good day media wise. For Joe Biden. Yeah. 855-839-1210 is the number. Actually, let me let me break a little early here because I want to get a full amount of time in to talk about what happened at the Capitol yesterday. And I don't want to rush through that here in the next four or five minutes. I want to give it at least a good 10 minutes. So we will get to that on the other side. What exactly went down yesterday and what will the pushback and the punishment be? Because to me, you set some sort of a precedent a few years ago. And I'm all about consistency and precedent. So we'll get into that on the other side. It's Kale and Company live here on this Thursday morning. Nick, Dawn, and Greg on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. You know, a lot of people say your car is a metaphor for your life. So my identity is a minivan mom. Maybe that's coming to an end. Thinking about getting something else. Uh, my friend Awesome Ross at Springfield Honda, Gaza Honda there, helping me get out of the minivan and graduate to a different piece of life, if you will. But you still have time to find yourself that new certified or pre-owned vehicle from our friends at the Piazza Auto Group. And here's the thing. I know a lot of you are talking about selection and there's not a selection with the economy. Not true at Piazza because there's power in the Piazza Auto Group because Piazza carries more than 1,000 200 pre-owned vehicles that's at any given time and not just the brands that you hear nick and i mention like you know our hondas or acura mazda hyundai volkswagen 
but pretty much any other brand that you see on the road, you say, oh, I love that. I'd love to test drive one of those. So you got to go to PiazzaAutoGroup.com. You can search Piazza's pre-owned inventory or for that dealer nearest you, and they're all over Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey. That's the power of the Piazza Auto Group. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. What's on the cut sheet one hour from now? That's coming up at 745. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour two in just a little bit. And also a prediction that I think will come to fruition when it comes to one individual making appearances and making political statements on a sports network. And I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. So we will get to that coming up. But I do want to get to what happened yesterday, and this could easily have been the big take, but I started with Jim Jordan and the House vote for the GOP speaker. Uh, So now we get to the Capitol yesterday and the Capitol office building specifically. Uh, I want to say just a few things before we get to yesterday's incident, which I think What I'm about to say kind of sets up my train of thought. So when we talk about January 6th, 2021, I think multiple things can be true at the same time. You can not condone it. You can believe in law and order. And you can also believe that some of these individuals, whether it's the jail sentences, their pretrial rights being violated and being wrong, and a precedent being set as maybe egregious as it is, All of those three things can be true at the same time. I also don't believe that when you get 74 million votes and you have a couple hundred or a few thousand that show up and then a select few go above and beyond, I don't think that becomes a blanket statement for 74 million voters. I don't think that represents all of us. I think also you need to have, and I'm always big on consistency, equal application of the law. If the facts are identical or very close, I think the punishment should be identical or very close. You know, having said that, a couple of things with yesterday. So this was a Capitol office building. Mike Opelka and I were just uh, texting during the break, uh, and he cleared up a few things as I had a few questions out loud in the first segment. Uh, Number one, anybody can go in that building And you do have to go through metal detectors. You're supposed to. You're supposed to, correct. Opelka says he was in the Capitol office building a few years ago, one of them during the Kavanaugh protests. And he says when you get to the point where you're blocking movement, that's when Capitol Police will give you three warnings before they arrest you. That's what was happening yesterday as well. Um, So that is a a few few tidbits of information from Opelka And uh, he sent me a few pictures of one of the silent protests from 2018. That was September of 2018, five years ago, a very large protest. And they ended up blocking traffic in the hallways and had to be repeatedly warned to make room. Um, And in the picture that he sent me, you can see the metal detector entrances about 200 yards behind them. So we actually have three different clips I want to play I believe there's some audio with it. Uh, you'll hear, you'll get the kind of general synopsis through the audio over the radio or the app. If you're watching on YouTube, you will obviously get the visual component. And this goes from, and if we can almost play these in like rapid fire succession fashion, that would be great. You have people walking outside on the streets and the sidewalks going to this Capitol office building. Then you see them all gathered in a, a big group inside on the floor which is the visual and the video that really went uh, viral yesterday. And then you see in the third clip, you will see Capitol Police 
uh, bringing this guy down to the floor and arresting him like they should. So let's take a listen and let's watch this play out uh, yesterday in real time if we could. A lot of it's a march of people on the sidewalk in the streets. Man. A couple hundred, I would say. This is the first clip. What's that happy? What's that happy music? Play? I don't know. Dun, 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 yeah, I know. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like an October Carnival festival. And uh, get a funnel cake. Uh, so that's the first one, and then you will then see uh, this is the second one where they are collectively gathered, hundreds of them, inside of the Capitol office building. And then it'll ultimately lead to some arrests. Uh, let's go to the second clip, if we could. Wow. Pretty big, pretty strong. A lot of people dressed in black shirts. Um, something that says Jews say something. I can't make out what it says. A lot of poster boards and signage. There was a lot of like Jews for peace. Is that what it says? Jews for peace. There. These yeah. are anti-Zionist yeah. Jews. Yeah. So okay. they. So that's. But they're Jews who want a, a ceasefire. That's what they're claiming their group okay. is. And as Michael Pelka said, you usually get a couple of warnings and then you will get arrested. Uh, and a handful of individuals, I believe, to my total tally, there's three people that were arrested yesterday. It could be higher than that. I saw this as of like 6.30 last night. But let's take a watch uh, and a listen. Here is one individual being thrown down to the floor by the authorities and arrested appropriately. So you got this one guy, he's like, he's kicking his leg, he's resisting a little bit, he's crying, he's, oh, you're violating my rights, like, you know, the whole nonsense, the whole bit when anytime a, an officer touches you when you're out of line. But it, my, my takeaway is this, and I think it's a fair one, um, and I know many conservative influencers on social media yesterday were yelling insurrection. Here's the thing, we don't have anybody that can investigate who is behind the insurrection right now, because we can't figure out who the speaker is. But I have legit questions after all of this. And I want consistency here. I want to know who's here's my questions. Who's funding this operation at whose direction? How did they coordinate? Was this through social media like Meatball and the looters in Philadelphia who kind of, quote, rallied the troops, so to speak? They all were in Washington, D.C. at the same place at the same time. And I also want to know from the standpoint of those, because remember, Everyone says that Trump incited, right? Trump incited an insurrection with that speech behind the, the bulletproof glass shield as he said we were going to march down to the Capitol. So is the same question fair to be asked with Rashida Tlaib for inciting this? Because she gave a speech yesterday. And, oh, by the way, her and one other squad, Dem, have refused to delete their Twitter post that blamed the hospital, which we now know is not a hospital bombing. It was the parking lot. She blamed that on the wrong party. And she's been proven wrong, yet refuses to take that tweet down. And I also want to know, with the individuals that were arrested, are they going to have any of their rights violated? Due process violations? Right to a speedy, fair trial? Right to counsel the whole bit? I mean, my, my big thing is, like, I believe in law and order. So I don't care if you're pro-Hamas or if you're part of the MAGA movement. I don't care one way or the other. But when the, if the facts align and the facts are similar to identical, I expect equal application of the law. I don't believe I will get that because one side are Republicans and the other side are, are more aligning with Democrats here because the squad Dems are very much 
pro-Hamas, pro-protest. So I would love to know how that plays out. Capitol Police said that they arrested hundreds of people. Okay. This was after, but they say that they entered the building properly and legally through those visitor security checkpoints. Mm -hmm. Then what happened, because you're not allowed to do a protest inside. Mm -hmm. And so then when they started doing all of this protesting, that's when the police gave the warnings. Yep. They did not adhere to the warnings. Three people were charged with more serious crimes of assaulting, and that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, assaulting Capitol Police officers, three under arrest for that. Good. But they arrested at least 300, and I, I imagine those are going to be minor charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Okay. I don't think they're going to have a, a huge... Uh, Right. I don't think they're going to have a huge public trial for them, but right. they did They did arrest them. All right, let's continue this conversation. On the other side, we'll take your calls as well if you want to jump in. 855-839-1210. We'll continue Hour 2 of Kale & Company. Back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Nick, Dawn, Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. What's on the cut sheet? 745. Sean Farash, the great Trump impressionist at 9 o'clock this morning, as he will not only give us his thoughts in Trump mode about the squad Dems and their support of Hamas, as well as the investigations, as well as the votes for Jim Jordan, but apparently he does a pretty darn good Joe Biden as well. Can't wait. So this is going to be hilarious. Nine He's o'clock, awesome. you don't want to miss this. He is so good. By, by the way, your big take from this morning. Yeah, I've heard a lot of critique. It's huh? getting a lot of good. pushback. Good. So, uh, by the way, if you missed it, you can just go back on the Odyssey app. Hit the rewind feature. It came came up about like six fifteen this morning yeah. or something. I'd rather get the pushback mm-hmm. than get no response at all. Yeah, exa- exactly. Look, it's almost like you know radio. <laughs> uh, Robbie Ph writes. Yep. Oh no, we don't have a speaker. This has been so horrible. Whatever will we do? Mm-hmm. Yep. Your tax dollars, by the way, for that charade. So just remember that when you criticize me for blowing a gasket, because my tax dollars are going to people that can't tie their shoes. Just remember. Well, let me- let me just push back on that a little bit. I mean, like, uh-huh. has has anything really changed since we haven't had a speaker? I mean, granted, granted World War III is breaking out in the yeah. Middle East. Yeah, America's but, only on fire right other now. Other than that. No, other I'm, than that. I'm serious. I'm serious. So, like, what 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 has really happened since, since we haven't had a speaker? Well, what hasn't happened? They're giving up power. You never give up power. Mm-hmm. So they – the House Speaker has so much power. And so they've been handcuffed. So it's it's not to me. It's well, what could they have done? Mm-hmm. Calling yeah. for investigations, yeah. House ethics committees, uh, judiciary committees, all of that. It's why why in God's name during this time would you ever relinquish power and the opportunity to lead? Yes, that's what they've done after you barely took it back in the fall yeah. and technically third in command behind Joe and Kamala. Thank you. you know, when Nancy was the I mean, there was a time a few months ago where Nancy Pelosi was the number three person. Right. Yep. And you, you talk about and here's the thing. It's the it's the optics of it as well, because as the OK, so we're the hardcore people. Right. We, we live and breathe this on a daily basis. But the casual observer might have seen a headline or heard somebody say, man, those Republicans are really a mess. And then they say, oh, you know, I'm spend five minutes. Wait a minute. Oh, so, oh, they okay. Yeah, they are a mess. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking about voting Republican, but they look like a dumpster fire. Yeah. Why would I waste my time? Yeah. John Doe by choice writes, your big take is laughable. Oh, by the way, uh, 
like I said earlier, if you want to listen yes. to it, it's uh, you can rewind on the Odyssey app. Yes. It's about 6.14 this morning. He says, uh, your big take is laughable. You're falling right into line. Weakness is, is exactly what the Ds and the ruling class R's are seeking. Mm. Hate, the, hate the conservatives, MTJ, MTG, and Gates. Don't vote. D's win. Back to business as usual. Okay. I'll try to process all those. That big run run on fragmented <laughs> sentence you gave us. But okay. But, I but, get your point. But to a lot of people, the chaos is the point. Mm-hmm. They don't want they they don't want the status quo. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what, yes. what you know. Oh, like, I get it. They don't want the status I get quo. It. They want <clears throat> they want they vote for chaos. They want this. Mm-hmm. And so and I at this at, at this rate right now, does it look like it, I know we're only one year in but does it look like the Republicans will keep control of the House the next time around? It's iffy. I think Republicans take control of the Senate. Yep. I think that will happen. If Because if you just look at most of the Republicans in the Senate are not even up and they, they are strong. So I think the Senate gains a lot of momentum. And I'm glad and thank God for that. But as far as the House, it, it is at risk, at great risk mm-hmm. of going D. Yeah. But I, I don't. Did your was your. Big take saying that you don't want Jim Jordan. No, or M- Jim Jordan's been my number Marsh- one choice right. for a month. So I think, and here's here's the deal. I think <clears throat> because conservatives and Republicans are so embattled in the media, and it's not fair. Mm-hmm. I do think that it becomes a sensitivity issue. Yeah, where anytime somebody from our team says anything that's critical publicly, like you did in your first take, yeah. Then everybody says, oh, well, uh, he, that person's a rhino or that person doesn't want Jim Jordan. That's not what the big take was. No. At all. No. That, my, 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 I've been the biggest supporter of Jim Jordan yeah. since I gave my list of Jim Jordan 1, Byron Donalds 2. I'm, I don't want one of these swamp rhino Republican moderates, the Kevin McCarthy's, the Steve Scalise's of the world. And at the, I, I've said this many times on the show before. I don't idolize or worship any single politician. Man. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, bow down to the Republican. The Republican Party is the party I vote for by default because that's my choice. That's my option. That's, that's the best thing. That's what yeah. they're giving me like most of my values are conservative most most of my beliefs are, are conservative the the party and the politician is just what you have to latch on to by default so um you can keep all the criticism coming it ain't going to change my views yeah uh road warrior has uh, took issue with you saying the, that the uh, capitol police need a speaker to investigate the the protesting? No, no, the Capitol Police don't need it, but the, the, the Republicans of the House need somebody to lead this and, and formally introduce this types of stuff through, you know, p- protocol and proceedings. He said that's a scary statement. That's what Pelosi enforced selective enforcement. Pelosi selective enforcement? Well, that's a fair point, for sure. But by the way, real quick, before we get to the news, because I know you had those, those feedbacks, I do want to give Dawn a chance to respond to, because I know, Dawn, you laid out some of the, the arrests and the total people charged, but... Uh, your your opinion on what actually happened yesterday? I know yeah. we were up against a break wise. Oh, as far as yesterday goes, it sounds like they it was it was planned. They knew they were coming in, so they planned for it. They were allowed in, and they came in peacefully. So yeah. By the <clears> way, we have the right to peacefully protest. Mm-hmm. No, 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 you don't have the right to protest once you're inside. The Capitol Rotunda. And that's my that, larger. That's against qu- the law. That's my to- larger question. Do we should we be banning all of this from both sides as far as you being in those buildings and creating that scene? I mean, in the I know it's the people's and yada yada yada. But it, <laughs> no, you think we should ban protesting? No, but like going into that. No, it, outside fine, but in there, where like when you're that close to somebody's office, like I I, I don't like that. 
So they, so, but the diff, I will just say this. They have video of them. And we know that they should. I liked Marjorie Taylor Greene's call yeah. to, for Capitol Police to release the video because we know that January 6th, they still, you know, we still are going through all that video and they're yeah. still not releasing some of the video. But in this case, she's saying, release all the video. Let's see that everybody came in peacefully and went through the yeah. metal detectors and whatnot. Capitol Police right now are reporting everybody came in peacefully. They went through the metal detectors, the security checkpoints, etc. Sure. Then once they got in, that's when things got raucous. Mm-hmm. And so you're not allowed to protest once you're inside the building. Yeah. And so they were being disorderly. That's when people started getting arrested. That's when the violence. And that's, and that's what I'm trying to curtail from from any party, from any side, for any cause. And, and I'm, you know, I'm no, I'm no fan of any of these politicians individually, specifically. But when your office, you know, in theory, could possibly be a few uh, twenty five, thirty feet away, um, that's kind of an unsettling thing. And I'm not one of these persons that cowers in the face of confrontation. I just feel like at some point, and this is not an anti-protest rant by by all means. I believe in free speech to the to the umpteenth degree. But it's like, it seems like yesterday where I'm like, do we need to kind of dial this back a little bit as far as what access you have? Like you can, if and I know it's it's apples to oranges perhaps, but you if you if you dislike something at twelve ten or something Odyssey does, you can protest, but you're not going to get within twenty five feet of my studio. Well, and that was one one question: Did they not disrupt the official business? of Congress right. yesterday, these people, and there were these reports pe- that they yes. were. These congressmen and women, they could screw up a one-car funeral without any distractions. Mm-hmm. Do we do we really need this showing up? And and then Mar- and by the way, and go back to Marjorie Taylor Greene, my love-hate relationship with her. I don't know. What- Nick keeps talking about her and looking at her workout video. I'm I, just saying. I know. She, I mean, look, Judge, Judge Janine's <laughs> unavailable, so I'm, I'm settling for Marjorie. <laughs> um, but she went live yesterday, and I didn't, I didn't see it happen, but there's a there's a video. I'd rather gyrate with sandpaper. I'd rather juggle knives with Britney Spears. <laughs> She's doing that again, by the way. Um, she Marjorie Taylor Greene, what is the first thing she does once this happens? She pulls out her phone like 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 a looter in Philadelphia and starts going live on social media, live streaming it. It's like once again, let, let's be consistent here. Um, when, when things go wrong, what should we do? Alert the authorities, take action, or pull out our phone like a sixteen-year-old and live stream things and hoot and holler. Like I see that, I'm just like but this. This she, is the circus I can't. She's stand. gathering evidence. I mean, the truth well, is, I, I hope so. I think everybody pull out your phone and and don't. Don't join in, but just right. record it well, because God knows it is we, evidence. We, God knows we can't rely on cameras because every time we need them, they apparently don't work, whether it's in the Philadelphia uh, airport or in Jeffrey Epstein's cell. Some, sometimes, for some reason, you know, these cameras just go goofy at the most inopportune time. So I, I, I get you from that standpoint for sure. But it's just like, again, here we go with the, the political theater and the posturing. Just a waste of my time. But it creates good radio content, so I've been able to rant for about an hour and ten minutes on it. Uh, anywho, let's get to Dawn. It's round number two of the news at 710, and uh, I'm going to go have a cigarette. <laughs> After watching uh, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. That too, yes. Thank you. Uh, we are sponsored this morning in Kale & Company News Live, sponsored by United Tire. On this Thursday morning, October 19th, barely in the 50s, chilly morning, heating up to what is supposed to be weather-wise, a beautiful day in Philadelphia. So in the news today, I will tell you that a um, uh, there's so much happening in the news. I'm going to begin with the arrest yesterday, more arrests in the case of a Philadelphia policeman being shot and killed 
in the line of duty, something we've talked a lot about as that reward money had grown to closing in on a third of a million dollars um, to find a police, a cop killer in Philadelphia. And this was Philadelphia policeman Richard Mendez, as well as his partner, another officer who was wounded. So we have two more arrests made in connection with this shooting that happened last week. Now, I don't know if I was looking, is some of this reward money going to tipsters? So I don't have that information. Did tipsters turn these latest two guys in? That's a question that I have moving forward. But the suspects identified by Philadelphia police and Philadelphia officials as both 21-year-olds, Alexander Batista Polanco and Hendrick Pena Fernandez. So they're both of New Jersey. And we know that they both reportedly uh, had uh, rap sheets, previous rap sheets. So familiar with law enforcement in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Yeah, and I'm just going to guess here, and I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. Probably or possibly should not have been on the street to begin with. Uh, You know, if you committed a crime in the last three and a half years, odds are uh, you were given a slap on the wrist. By the way, I just feel so bad for the family of that officer, 50 years old, two decades plus on the job, and doesn't get to go home to see his family because a coward shot him in the back. Like, that that's what's happening in our city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And and we also have, as we've talked about, Officer Raul Ortiz survived that shooting. And we had talked about the fact that he was honored in a standing ovation at Philly's uh, Game 1, obviously, and had lifted his, everybody's giving that ring finger, you know, making the, the famous gesture of lifting the ring finger to say, you know, we want the World Series. But um, Officer Raul Ortiz as well, long road to recovery and, and the, and the emotional, psychological scars of being, you know, fired upon. And, um, uh, you know, so a lot of prayers for him remain, even though there were some who said, oh, thank goodness he can return to the job because he's in a sling, he's at the Phillies game. He's a long road to recovery, Yeah, both physically and and psychologically. Awful. Uh, So we're covering that one, but they say they've got all these bad guys behind bars now. And one of them was killed during that shooting maybe by friendly fire so-called so that's under investigation as well I want to point out to you there's a new legal battle over drugs available on social media and this is specifically snapchat so we've heard this before the concern that a lot of these deadly fentanyl situations happen over social media and ultimately um, there are people through snapchat it's almost like a pizza delivery but it's a drug delivery <laughs> they'll meet a kid somewhere sell them drugs So it's very concerning. So we have more than 60 families who've lost children to a drug overdose. Young children, some of them, are suing Snapchat, demanding changes to protect children. So Snapchat is as dangerous as TikTok now. That's what these parents are saying. It's it's they're they're saying it's the largest open air drug market in America. Wow. And they're saying it's it's they said picture a dangerous drug-filled neighborhood, and you're putting that in your child's bedroom. And that parents and kids feel like, oh, it's a safe space, but there are these predators who pose as children, mm-hmm. and then they're even saying, oh, I've got some candy. Some of the kids don't even maybe know what it is. Yep. They're young kids, as young as 9, 10, 11, and they're able to get to them. Well, and this is coming off of the story you gave us last week about the game called Roblox. Were, yes. that were targeting young children, which my daughters play that game on their Sick. phones. Yeah. 
Uh, we talked a lot about the, what happened at the United States Capitol, D.C. Capitol. I'll point out to you that among those hundreds of protesters, a rabbi from Philadelphia so was among, was among those protesters. Uh, so we have 71-year-old Linda Holtzman, Rabbi Holtzman, from our region, who was um, not arrested, but just among those who went to demonstrate at the U.S. Capitol, urging President Joe Biden for a ceasefire. So these are actually Jews who are saying that they are anti-Zionist. Mm. So so that that was a local angle that I wanted to bring forth to you. And as well, we had more protests on Penn campus yesterday, both pro-Israeli and then as well concerning to Jewish students on campus who've expressed grave concern, the fact that there were pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian protesters who whose chants we're suggesting uh, the Jews should be exterminated. And we didn't see arrests in that one. So a lot of eyebrows being raised over that one as that went viral as well. Um, something, some sad news. Paulie of Rocky, Burt Young. No. Oscar nominated actor who played Paulie, Paulie, Rocky's loyal corner man and brother-in-law. Burt Young was 83 and, of course, had roles in acclaimed films, TV shows, including Chinatown, Once Upon a Time in America, Sopranos, but best known and beloved for playing Pauly Panino in six hockey movies with Sylvester Stallone. He passed away? He died. Did it say what he died from? It just said old age. They didn't really release. Oh. I know. Pauly. I love Pauly. Pauly, we I love see three him. of them. Hit the one in the middle. <laughs> I love Pauly. God, that sucks. Oh. Aw. Pauly, Pauly. We do have our fills tonight. Let's uh, bring her home. Let's do it in four. Let's just have a sweep, could we? I agree. So uh, we're only two wins away from heading to the World Series for our beloved Philadelphia Phillies in Arizona against the D-backs. So it's uh, 5.07 this evening. We're sponsored by United Tire. Love our Philly sports team just as much as they love us cheering them on. We know the fans are a huge factor. A lot of fans, by the way, heading to Arizona are already there and by the way, for United Tire, the same goes for the great team over at United Tire. Owners make customer satisfaction their number one priority, working with you to get you back on the road faster. So when it comes to car service, you can trust United Tire. NBC 10, first alert forecast. You're going to love today. Beautiful, 70 degrees, bright, sunny skies. Tomorrow, 67, but a changing forecast for your Friday because we're looking at Late Friday, rain taking over. It gets cloudy, cloudy, and cloudier and cloudier as the day goes on for your Friday, and then rain Friday night into Saturday morning. However, Saturday does not look like a washout. Later on Saturday, the winds kick in, moving the rain out, but it'll be chilly. So we're only in the 50s for your uh, Saturday as we move through the weekend. Sunday, definitely the better day. Sun comes out, but still brisk for your weekend. That's your NBC 10 first alert forecast. Kale and Company News Live. All right, John, thank you very much. 855-839-1210. Coming up next, one NFL quarterback takes another swipe at the man who says, I am science, Dr. Anthony Fauci. We'll get to that on the other side. But first, let me tell you what is also science. It's, it's, it's true. It's proven. The Piazza Auto Group, the customer service, the buying, leasing experience, and the joy that you will have working with them, 
It's actually science. It's documented. It's verified. Dawn can attest to it. I can speak to it. And I've been in the 2023 Honda Ridgeline Black Edition truck now for about five months, and I absolutely love it. But the thing I'm looking forward to the most is that first little spritz or dash of bad weather this winter. Because I've always been an SUV guy, and my SUV was fine in the bad weather. But now I have a truck that can take on all of it. The Piazza Auto Group, specifically the Piazza Honda location in Springfield, where I had tremendous experiences. And still to this day, every couple of weeks, Adam from the sales team reaches out just to check in. He doesn't have to do that, but he does that because that's the kind of people that Piazza employs. And maybe you don't go to the Springfield location. There's Philadelphia, there's Langhorne, there's Pottstown, there's Reading. In fact, there is 35 locations. So accessibility is there for you. 17 different brands. Maybe you're not a Honda person. Nissan, Acura, Mercedes-Benz. Maybe you're a big timer, a high roller. How about Maserati, Alfa Romeo, Jaguar? The Piazza Auto Group, 17 brands, 35 locations. My go-to for all things automotive, but also when it comes to Honda, 0.9% APR. And if you're not a truck person, that's fine. The Civic, the Accord, the CRV, the Pilot, and many more. Check them out online right now during this break at piazzaautogroup.com. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Cut sheets coming up at 745 this morning. About 10 minutes from now, a historical headline thread that highlights the every generational claim that this generation is becoming a nation of wimps. We'll get to that. Very interesting perspective. And I think one person on the show might be right with his assertion and claim that he's been making. 855-839-1210. But I do have to squeeze this in here. I absolutely love the fact that Aaron Rodgers, quarterback, injured quarterback of the New York Jets, is publicly calling out and challenging the face and the voice, the man who claims, I am science, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And he's doing it on a network that I know, I absolutely, I would take this to the bank right now and cash in everything I own, which, by the way, isn't much that ESPN absolutely cringes when they hear things like this. Take a listen. Here's Aaron Rodgers yesterday on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN. Well, we got a guy that Aaron does things his own way, you know? You're right. Look at his Achilles, right? Look yeah. at his, you're, That's what you're talking about. This guy does yeah. stuff his own way. He actually defies science. This guy right here, right now. That's what they're saying about you. Shannon Sharp said this morning. It's like we learned, if science is Dr. Fauci, you're damn right I'm defying science. All right. Okay, that's on me. Got he? You let him run yeah, into that he one. <laughs> yeah, Fauci's just sitting at home reminiscing about his terrible opening pitch. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's Tuesday again? Great. Everybody's going to be reminded. Everybody's going to be reminded. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Pat McAfee's face go bright red because he knows. And, look, ESPN paid this guy to be uh, controversial. He's getting paid $17 million a year. And if you want the same ratings on your network that he got elsewhere, you let him be him. And right there, I guarantee you, there was a meeting after the show where the suits at ESPN sat down in a conference room with bad trousers on from TJ Maxx, and they were like... (laughs) Boy, you know, this, this Aaron Rodgers stuff, he's got to stop crushing science and Fauci and the, the vaccine. I mean, it's just this is not what our network is about. But I'm telling you that this is absolutely glorious. And I love the fact that it but the, the only sad part of this is that it takes somebody as accomplished with as much clout as Aaron Rodgers 
to have the nerve to say that because he's above cancellation, right? And, oh, by the way, he also doesn't even care the fact that he plays for the Jets, who's owned by Woody Johnson of Johnson & Johnson, a pharmaceutical company that had their own COVID vaccine. So this is now the second time we've highlighted this, Dawn, where Aaron Rodgers has no interest in hearing any of Fauci's nonsense. And to this day, I still hope we get that debate. Give me, uh, I think it was RFK and Rodgers against uh, Fauci and Travis Kelsey in a debate over vaccines. I would pay fifty nine ninety five plus tax to watch that on pay-per-view. Absolutely would. And I think Rodgers and his squad would, t- would mop the floor with Fauci. And I also love the fact, too, when you, when you look at this, and you have somebody that has the nerve to say that. I mean, we're, we're talking about prominent athletes now that are absolutely comfortable going on a major network like ESPN and challenging the guy who, during the pandemic, many people on the left idolized and worshipped and took everything that this man said as gospel. And I just love the fact that it's it's the man who said, if you don't believe in science, you don't believe in me because I am science. Like, that's the ego that Tony Fauci really showed that he had or maybe acquired when he was on his power trip from 2020 to 2022 or so. So I just wanted to play that. I absolutely love that. Um, if you guys have thoughts, you can jump in, 855-839-1210, the phone number. We'll come back. I think Greg Stocker might have been right all along. So you, you two people, um, you love to throw shade. You love to hate on Stocker. He mm-hmm. might have been right. Um, we'll see if we can try to challenge this. Uh, but the headlines have gone on for 100 years, and they'll probably continue to go on. We'll explain what we're talking about coming up next here on Kale & Company. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. October Parks Casino and the $50,000 Trick or Treat Treasures. It's on, baby. Win and you'll have a close encounter with the Creepy Claw Machine. Winners selected every 20 minutes tomorrow, Friday, October 20th. So you earn entries right now for your chance to play the Creepy Claw with the $50,000 Trick or Treasures only at the number one casino, Parks, P-A-R-X, Casino. Plus, all the hottest entertainment will keep you coming back for more. Thousands of state-of-the-art slots, 115 table games, the best sports book on the entire East Coast, Joe Conklin's Comedy Night with New York's best club comedians every other Thursday, including tonight, and the best local bands every weekend, only at 360 Lounge. Hey, don't miss these top headliners Coming soon to the Excite Center Parks Casino tomorrow, comedian Michael Blaustein. Howie Mandel is coming Friday, November 17th. And then the next day on the 18th, Air Supply, Aaron Lewis, Thursday, November 30th. And then for December 15th, Friday, Michael Carbonaro. And December 16th, Martina McBride Parks, the ultimate destination for action, excitement, entertainment, all free parking too, valet parking, EV charging stations. For all things Parks Casino, just visit parkscasino.com. This is how you win. Must be 21. What's on the cut sheets coming up in just about eight minutes? Our buddy Sean Farash, the great Trump impressionist. He's going to join us at 9 o'clock to give us his latest bits on Donald Trump, Joe Biden. And we'll also talk about what happened 
at the Capitol yesterday with him, because he actually does a show beyond impressions, which is also just as good as his Trump impression. Uh, if you missed it a few weeks ago, he was on with us. I think it was the Tuesday before Tony Bruno of last week or two weeks ago. So he'll stop by again today. And uh, also a good, good time tonight as uh, Zioli will be doing comedy night at Parks. Uh, I'm going to go out there and get some free drinks and then hear Dorenzo's dad rip Anthony Dorenzo over dinner, which is always a fun time. By the way, Dorenzo in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah. Uh, well, once again, uh, we need to re- re- really reassess who lives the best life on this show. <laughs> it's not me. It's not Dawn. It's not Greg. See, but this is why, you know, he is the most loyal. See, he, he's going to visit his aunt because uh-huh. he hasn't seen her in a while. I know. See, so between his Nana, his mom, his auntie and... See, he's a very good, in good places. He does. Yeah. And everybody else is locally here. But I mean, yeah. he's he's very good about visiting all the family members. I'd kill to have family right? in Florida. Yeah. No, I got I got family in Allentown and Bethlehem. There has to be a there has to be a reason he's visiting. Is, is this aunt sick or something? I don't like, know. Like, like why is he visiting? I, I'm hearing is he open to get <clears throat> getting her will. I'm, I'm <laughs> stop. <laughs> then he can get better seats than he already has for exactly. Eagles and Phillies games. Exactly. I've heard it's uh, it's him and the girlfriend, to, and uh, you know they're going to do the Fort Lauderdale spring break thing. To be to be fair to Anthony though, like in the summertime when we were all off, he was here, I know. so he's taking his vacation now. Good for him. Good for him. And I don't blame him. Get away from another rainy Friday and Saturday, right? Yeah. Because that's all it ever does up here anymore. Not that I'm rethinking my uh, decision to come back up here a couple of years ago, but it's neither <laughs> here nor there. Uh, cr- uh, Craig on the YouTube chat says, Dawn, I love that you say aunt instead of it. it it's not aunt. No, it's 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 not aunt. Oh, we're like, not going to get like, into what, this, are we? Like, what are we? Like, what are we? Royalty? My aunt. I've always my said aunt. aunt. It's aunt. But I've heard a lot of people say aunt. But Don says Chicago and Minnesota. Chicago is the way it's pronounced. Right. You've, and, you, and, you, and you nail it effortlessly. You don't even have to Thank think you. about it. It just rolls off the tongue. Maybe we should do a YouTube poll question. Aunt or aunt? <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we create, the content we uh, generate on this show. If you go visit her, she doesn't care how you say it. That's right. Just aunt. go visit. It's aunt. That's correct. Aunt. Aunt. All right. It's like, it's like those people who say Tomato. Yeah, yeah that, that's totally out of line. No, and potato? No. No, it's potato. It's tomato. Yeah. There's more credence to aunt than there is potato and tomato. Yeah. All right. Make a, make a promo out of that. 855-839-1210. Uh, we might have to give soccer a little bit of credit here, and I thought I this was credit. pretty interesting. Um, you know, we about a week ago, 10 days ago, somewhere in that ballpark, we gave you the story about Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, um, you know, he was on, he was talking politics. I forget what outlet he was on, but then he was on with Stern. And he said that uh, this generation that we are raising, Gen Z, is a generation of wimps. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with that, but I also think there's credence to... Maybe it's just me getting older at 39 going on 40, and maybe I'm almost 40 going on 50 in reality. Because uh, we were able to find this thread that Greg found of headlines from different newspapers and publications that have been writing this same take, so to speak, for generations. And it started with, most recently, with Arnold Schwarzenegger warning that the over-babying of today's generation can create a generation of wimps. Then you go back to 2016, a headline that says, I am appalled at Purdue University. We are raising a generation of wimps. And you can go all the way down, 2007, uh, Dress for Winter, 
We are raising a generation of overweight wimps who do not know how to dress properly for school or the weather. Um, I could keep going. You go to 96. You can go to my birth year of 1984, 1971. And this guy created this thread on Twitter. I'll retweet it so you can read the headlines. And I'm just checking here and scrolling through it in real time. It goes all the way back to about uh, 1896. So I'm pretty sure there's nobody in our audience that was born in 1896. If you are, you're 127. God bless you. (laughs) Give us the secret to your youth. But this has been the same, I guess, tired talking point point Mm -hmm. for uh, over a century right now. So you might be right, Stalker. Yeah. Everything. We always think, and as we get older, it happens. You know, we always think this is the worst time in history. This is the worst time in history because this is this because kids have never been like this because nobody wants to work now because. But there's – it's been like this for generations. Every generation before us has said the exact same thing about us. But does it – so, right, so let me ask you. So you're three years older than me. So it doesn't feel different this time around? No. Like you're a Gen Xer by yes, by to by, us it does because yes. we're because we're of the age now where we we look at things you know on a macro level and we're like wow boy these kids don't you know it's not how it was when I grew up you know I was working at I was cutting lawns at thirteen and these yeah. kids don't want to work I you know I was making five dollars an hour doing this and you know I was unloading trucks doing this but it's just it's not it's not that it's changed it's just that it's different. So you're, I, I, and Don, you tell me if I'm wrong, and the audience can tell us if I'm wrong. I think I'm more get off of my lawn guy than Greg is. I think there's some things that bother <laughs> me more so than Greg, although Greg gets bothered by social media and other things like that. But it just seems like, you know, t- and we, we're seeing a lot of these other studies out there and these stories about how today's generation doesn't want to work. They they come up with, and I've got a story of how they they're using new excuses to take days off of work. It does feel like, and I don't want to sound it's, like I'm 80, but like I think my my father's generation and grandfather's generation, they were more willing to get their hands in the mud and be dirty and grind and muck than today. Yeah, even, and, even even my generation. Yeah, and they died at 60. <laughs> so it's worked smarter, not harder. Exactly. Okay. It, it's just it's not that it's it's not that it's it's not that it's worse or better or any. It's just different. And people look at different as worse because it's not like it was when I grew up. I, I that, think that's not. You can't look at, and I'm guilty of it too. Right. I I s on this generation all the time, mm-hmm. but but it's 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 not it, the same way people looked at me when I was 16, 17 right. years old and be like, oh look at that guy with long hair, slacker, yeah. his Nirvana T-shirt on. He's <laughs> never going to amount to anything in his life. Right. You know what I mean? Like kids these days don't don't know what hard work is. Everybody said that about the generation ahead of them. Everybody. I think that generations matter right now because when you look at um, the and by you look at the populations. So we've been, we uh, up until up until fairly recently, the baby boomer generation was you know it's what twenty one almost twenty one percent of the entire population. Mm-hmm. However, recently I know millennials, the millennial generation, surpassed that to almost twenty two percent of the population. The reason I re- I mention this and it's significant is that during a tough economy like the one we're seeing right now, yep. who is your generation that right now is applying, and right right now is open, we keep advertising even on our air, open enrollment, right, for um, Medicare and so on and so forth. So you have a huge percentage of the population, nearly 21%, who are retiring 
or applying, or even if they're not retiring, they're applying for Social Security benefits, which we know that the COLA just went up, so those are increasing. Then you also have, uh, they're getting different kind of supplemental help from the government. Huge percent, think of that, 21%. And so that's a drain on the economy, Mm -hmm. right, and on the government because they're having to do this huge payout. That's why I think the generations are significant because more and more people right now this year are taking all that Social Security and, you know, sucking it out. And now that the debt is going mm-hmm. up and up and up. And then you have Biden giving out like a big sugar daddy to the rest of the world. Yep. So that's a real problem because daddy our debt mm-hmm, cause our debt is just tick tock. Look at the national debt clock. Old man Dudley on the YouTube chat says old guys, new stuff. Young guys have YouTube on their phone. I will agree with that because my wife and I have this discussion all the time because whenever we're in, uh, Nick, the area that you and I grew up in, yep. I can navigate those roads like – It was yesterday. I, I don't need yep. – I don't need MapQuest or uh, – yeah, MapQuest. Listen to me. I sound old. I don't need Waze. I don't need Google Maps. I don't need any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where I'm going. This area, which I've lived in for over 20 years, mm-hmm. I still need – Yeah. And 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 that the reason for that is is because I had to when I was learning to drive in that area I had to memorize roads and and that that stuck in my brain. Mm-hmm. Now with the computer and with with apps you can just literally pull yeah. something up. You don't have to know where anything. Smartphones have in a way have handicapped us. So I agree that uh, that that smartphones and technology is changing our brains, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's for the better. No. I think it's actually for the worse. I, I a thousand percent agree. But again. It's that's coming at it from somebody who grew up in an era where there wasn't smartphones. Right. So it's different for me. It's not. I, we we it's used not to have it's to, better or worse. We used to it's have different. To, we used to have to print the directions. Exactly. From, we used to have to go to MapQuest.com Thank and you. print them out. Yes. I'll never forget the time. My first time I drove the Yankee Stadium with my buddy in 2002. He's riding shotgun and he's holding the 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 printed out MapQuest mm-hmm. directions. He's like, all right, up here, here's the. Uh, the, the Major Deegan Expressway. Or, or maps. Like, l- yeah. literally maps. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not – I agree with, you know, it's 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 not that it's better or worse. I think it's worse. But it's, it's, it's all perspective, and it's just different. I think the pandemic created a victimhood mindset as opposed to a victor's mentality. I think we just nowadays – we look for the reason to claim that we were wronged or robbed. But – Again, people looked at us the same way. Yeah, people looked at us like, oh, the, the, you know, they they're just a bunch of victims. In my day, you know, we were, you know, like our grandparents were saying, you know, I, you know, I fought a world war for you to, you know, have purple hair and have that. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it's just it's different. New- Newman Price, and we'll get to the cut sheet then. Newman Price says on Twitter, uh, "Total wimps." You look at pictures and film from the '60s and '70s, and the high school dudes look like they were forty. <laughs> <laughs> Today they look like little Oompa Loompas. <laughs> it is amazing, right? But that's what I meant. Everybody smoked and drank and did drugs and like it, it's just it's a different it's a different time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a lot of people, it responding. aged you. Yeah, that's Do- what I said. Everybody's like, well, well, I you know I got my hands dirty and I did this. Yeah, and you were dead at seventy. Yep, that's true. Do- well, you think of Vietnam. I mean, you can't. Nothing can compare to times of war. Whether oh, yeah. it was Vietnam, I mean, we all have relatives who talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know where. I have a relative, an older relative, who, you know, will never forget the day. And he he was drafted, went in, mom's crying and praying. And because of a, you know, health, you know, health problem, they said, no, you can't go. 
and everybody on the street is learning that their son got killed over there. Like we we can't even fathom that. Those are real problems mm-hmm. or, you know, Korean world world wars. We can't even fathom those kinds of times. Yep. But there's an argument to be made that when you when you live in times, the great times of blessings and peace and prosperity, it's almost like people crave some kind of crisis. And so it's self-created. And that's what we see. Yeah, very good point. A lot of good tweets coming in. We'll read them as we continue this morning on this topic. Uh, I, I retweeted the thread if you want to see it and just read all the headlines going back almost by seven or eight years every uh, every decade for about 120 years. It's amazing. It's an amazing thread. And apparently they've done this, too, with uh, kids these days don't don't want to work. Yeah. So uh, there's a whole thread of these. So, yeah, it, it's it's the same. Every generation says that about the generation um, under them. I can't wait to see what I sound like when I'm 60. My you're, God. You're, what are you talking about? You already sound <laughs> know, like that. I know. And that's at 39. Just imagine when I actually get to 60. <laughs> and by the way, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying I'm holier than thou. I'm the first one to criticize this n- next generation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I do it. I do it often, but, yeah. but I don't. Okay. Well, I don't because, um, because there's a difference in the generations with, how people were affected by the pandemic. And so there are, I think, the, the millennial group. That, but I'm telling you, the group born, I mean, my kids born during the smart, the iPhone era, I'll call it. And I think that should be a separate generation. iPhones came out in 2007. Yeah. So my son, you know, David was one at that point. I remember, I remember, who was it? Mayor Michael Nutter was standing in line waiting for his iPhone. That generation, yep. how they view the pandemic and the shutdowns, I tell you, they're angry. Speaking of the iPhone, I didn't even jump onto the iPhone until 2012. I was a BlackBerry user for like the first four years. Really? The iPhone was, I, I just did not want to give I, up my BlackBerry. I was the same way. I was, loved it. I was a BlackBerry I was a BlackBerry addict as well. All right. Uh, well, let's get to, uh, well, 7.50 already. Wow. Let's get right to it. It's time for uh, What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the cut sheet on this Thursday is brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where they have ample inventory of brand new and beautiful pre-owned Volvos. Enjoy the luxury experience you deserve. They always go the extra mile for their customers because relationships matter at Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out at Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Nick and Dawn, do you guys think that we will ever get, because I, the truth on uh, on the... Um, on the hospital bombing that happened in Gaza. No. Yes, because we have video. Well, yeah, we, we, we do have visual confirmation. Well, from I Geo. think video video matters in this, and they have drones everywhere. And the video, I mean, I was tweeting it out last night. You can see it. The ho- there's Clearly, the hospital I'm, is not in rubble. So does, it, does it matter what the truth is? I thought we just have to listen to Rashida Tlaib. I'm not. Well, that well, that's <laughs> the thing. I'm not disagreeing with either of you. I believe that this was... Hamas or some terrorist group that did it, mm-hmm. but our media, even though there's proof, doesn't seem to be backing off on the uh, claims that they believe that this could have been uh, a mistake by the uh, by these by the Israelis. It's remarkable. Christian Amapour was on with uh, Jake Tapper last night, yesterday, excuse me, and she said, "Look." I'm sorry to say this in the past. The Israeli IDF has not been honest about what actually happened. Uh, Let's start here with cut one. 
uh, Daniel, hang on. There we go. Cut one. Now, the issue is, as you said, no matter what the Israelis say and now what the U.S. say, uh, in the in the beginning, before there was any quote-unquote investigation, well, there was an investigation and they came to their conclusions, it ignited the Arab world because yeah. this they've seen so many times. And because, and I'm sorry to say this, because in the past the Israeli IDF has not been honest about what actually happened. Look at Shirin Abu Aple. I know that we keep talking about it, but it's one of the most recent uh, denials. They accused Palestinian militants, and then finally they apologized for it and admitted that they might have done it. The same with deaths in Gaza recently, the same with the killing of an unarmed t teenager on the West Bank uh, who they say was armed. All of this stuff leads to a distrust in that world. So, you know, this issue now the U.S. seems to have confirmed. But before that, and potentially in what happens next, the tendency is for rage on the street when you can see uh, Gaza, which is full of civilians, being essentially carpet bombed despite, despite what the Israelis say and are urged to, you know, try to make a difference between uh, militants, terrorists and civilians. So what she's claiming there is the IDF has mm -hmm. has uh, yep. has, said, has said things that t have turned out not to be true and then later apologized. Okay, for and that's fine, and maybe they have, but once we have visual proof and evidence and confirmation uh, like we have in the last 24 hours, then that kind of becomes a moot point on this specific incident, which she mentions one word that I want to bring up, talk about distrust. Well, this is why we have distrust in our politicians. This is why we have distrust in the mainstream media. This is why we have the lowest level of trust in, I think, all of our major institutions in this country, because we are having people that are still advocating and adamantly saying something happened and this person's to blame for it, despite the proof of the contrary. Like, that's why, like, we're living in – this isn't disinformation or misinformation or any of these new little cute words that have come up in the last three years. This is a flat-out lie. Like, Dawn, you retweeted it. I saw Geo confirmed who I follow on Twitter lay out an evidentiary thread with visual confirmation. This should be an open-and-shut case at this point yeah. right here. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the video, it, it clearly shows that it was in the parking lot. And, and so, you know, they've released video, they've released audio, all kinds of different evidence and so, thank God the hospital wasn't hit, but it just looks like it was a misfire. Mm -hmm. Is what, you know, so there's there's no evidence, and they they have all of the heat censoring kind of video where it wasn't a missile coming in. They show where it came from. Yep. So it it, it looks like it was an, a horrible accident. It was not a targeted attack, and well, me, and by and not by Hamas, but by a jihadist group. Well, let me ask you guys a question then. Why you know these groups have literally maimed and murdered people door to door why would they not take credit for this then you know they, what i mean like just like, love to play the blame game and point fingers at somebody else are well, they trying to create the false flag to blame israel for yes, it like of course yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay absolutely yep. Yep. yeah and i think that they probably didn't exactly know what maybe yeah. they didn't even know fully what happened but they wanted to just Get get their narrative because it's the first narrative, right? Because it's hard to change that once it's out there. Mm -hmm. So they wanted the, to own the narrative. Boom! They immediately said, "Oh, Israel! It's it's Israel! They fired upon a hospital right. of civilians, of you know, of Palestinians in a hospital, and mostly children and babies." Blah blah blah. They wanted to own the narrative. 
the narrative doesn't fit. Hospital was never hit. They're interviewing doctors inside of the hospital yep. for crying out loud. Yep. Uh, QJ on YouTube says Christiana Amapur is a longtime well-known Muslim atrocity apologist. I I don't I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I'm just playing the clip and asking yep. the question. Yep. But the clip of of Christiana Amapur does not refute what we're saying. Both th- things can be true. In other words, she's just talking about propaganda in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay, that has not. Okay, has there been propaganda in the past? Okay, on both sides. Okay. But that has nothing to do, it's irrelevant with this conversation, with a major story in which we were all told, oh, 500 people are dead. Something happened, either a misfire or a missile. There was an explosion at this Baptist Christian hospital in Gaza. Mm -hmm. That was not true. Yep. Uh, Let's go across the pond. The BBC, this BBC journalist, says the attack on on the Gaza hospital had to be done by Israel. This is cut two, Daniel. The Israeli military has been contacted uh, for comment, and they have said that they are investigating. But, uh, you know, it is hard to see what else this could be, really, given the size of the explosion, other than an Israeli airstrike or several airstrikes, uh, because... You know, when we've seen rockets being fired out of Gaza, uh, we never see uh, explosions of that scale. We might see uh, half a dozen, maybe a few more people being killed in such rocket attacks. But we've never seen anything uh, on the scale of the sort of explosion on the video I was watching earlier, uh, which, as you say, is still to be verified. You know, I want to make an interesting point here that Jim brings up on social media in regards to this subject. Um, you know, the verification of things on social media with videos that go viral. Let's also uh, mention the elephant in the room, which I think is fair to at least introduce to the conversation, and that's the rise of artificial intelligence. We now live in a world where video and audio can be manipulated. So, again, like I feel like you know, at times, and I, I think it's been verified, I, I trust that this time, but there are going to be... There there will be moments where we sit there and say, how do we know that is actually what happened? How do we know that this is not being uh, manipulated with artificial intelligence by one camp or the other with an agenda and, and a, a goal and a narrative to fulfill here? So um, worth bringing up, although I think uh, the confirmation in the last 24 hours proves that um, what they claim is now exactly what happened. Um, the Biden administration uh, agrees uh, with with that as says that the you know all of the uh, intelligence that they have seen uh, suggests that this uh, this wasn't uh, this wasn't Israeli forces that did it this is uh, this is him on Air Force 1 yesterday being asked this by a reporter cut 13 uh, Mr. President, I went to hospital, Mr. sir. People all over the region um, are upset about the hospital and don't necessarily believe uh, you or the Israelis that they didn't have anything to do with it. Do you have a message to the people in the streets right now? Well, I can understand why in this circumstance they wouldn't believe. I can understand that. And, but uh, I would not you notice I don't say things like that unless I have faith in the source from which I've gotten it. Our Defense Department says it's highly unlikely that it was Israelis, but if a different footprint and an intercepted so anyway. No, that's the anyway. So that's why, if you notice, I didn't say it first. I, didn't, I wanted to make sure that I knew. And look, and I'm not suggesting that Hamas deliberately did it either. It's that old thing, got a little how to shoot straight. Uh, and, uh, and, and we 
it's not the first time Hamas has launched something that didn't function. So I, I don't know all the detail, but I do know the people at the Defense Department who I respect and intelligence community that I respect. It's highly improbable that Israel did that. So we get the standard traditional, well, anyway, midway through his rant, because he doesn't want to get into it. He's up against it time-wise. He, he doesn't know all the details, which is amazing. You're the commander-in-chief. You don't have all the details. But how about the, the little little uh, slipping of that comment of you got to learn to be a better shooter and be a straight shot? Hey, and a little um, poor choice of words. Consider, like, yeah. I don't know that that's the time to be very cavalier. Yeah. And I, I, I imagine Trump saying that. He'd be indicted again. Well said. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Just, I don't know. And he looks, and there was no video with that, but I believe that's the video that I saw yesterday. Uh, I think it looks like Blinken. Is there was the... video with that. I don't know why we didn't play it, but okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, thought... You have to, because. I thought a... I was on delay again no. for like two minutes. There's this weird thing. It almost, I was trying yeah. to think of what it reminded. Remember that show Meerkats? That no. My kids were obsessed with, with the Meerkats and they stand at attention. They move their little. Okay. And like in slow mo, uh-huh. it was it was weird and creepy. The way I, I thought, oh my goodness, is yeah. he okay? Well, there's a lot of he... people reacting to the way he looked there too. I, yeah. If, if if guys in the back, if we have the video, um, if we could just maybe roll the first twenty seconds and then maybe freeze it. Uh, I just want to kind of go through what I saw visually for the audience That'd that maybe good. didn't see it because he looks completely go. out of it. Look. Okay, is that blinking in the corner right back yes. there? Yeah. So. Blinken looks like he's playing like hide and seek peekaboo. <laughs> like, please, Joe, don't say anything stupid that makes this administration look worse. And a lot of people were commenting on on Joe's uh, energy or lack thereof, as well as what's going on with like his chin and his face, where it's like. Yeah. And I don't want to make fun of a guy at you know eighty years old that's got some droopage, but. I I want to say I want to say something so bad, but I can't because of the FCC. Looks, but what his his chin looks like a like like a part of a male of the male anatomy. Well, he looks like, he looks like a squirrel that's uh, got a couple of nuts in his chin well, for that's, hibernation. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. There we go. Yeah, like he's hibernating. <laughs> I don't know what, and I don't want to make fun of the guy because I do. It's well, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I, I've never seen that before. It's like it just they just dropped out of nowhere. But to your point, <laughs> when the, at the very start of the video, <laughs> go ahead, Sorry. go ahead, Don. The adults Stop. are having a conversation. <laughs> at the very start of the video, I thought at first they slow moed it. Yeah, but they didn't. No, and he looks blink, blink, and he's blink. His eyes up. And down, and then he lifts his, and it looks, and all the reporters are like, <gasps> yeah, and they're all looking like, row, row, right. hello, and there's this moment where it's just like, you just say, Is, are you okay? Right, like, he's a corpse almost right there. And he he does this movement, it's, 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 it's bothersome. Think about the the prep that goes into him getting ready for his big speeches. Like, and I know he's really never on his A game, but think about in the last year or so when Joe has been at whatever his best actually is. And then the, the, the quick fall off after it, it's almost like somebody that like took a Red Bull, had a huge shot of energy and then had that like fallout crash afterwards from too much sugar, like that's Joe, like after the medicine wears off or whatever he has to do to come off somewhat presentable and alert, because when he's not on whatever his A game is at 80 years old, I mean, it's not even functional human yeah. being. 
That's the and that's what I feel like we're watching right there. On top of the two cysts that look like they're hanging <laughs> off his chin. Jer- Jeremy Burke says uh, D's chin. <laughs> D's chin. Yeah, can, we, can we put Joe's chin in box four? <laughs> no, it's not right. <laughs> oh, we've had yeah, worse look, in box four. Look, I I, take, I, I I make no apologies. I am a seven-year-old. I do not care. No, of course. I, I do not care. Huh. I will I will always laugh. I will always laugh at things that are juvenile. Yes. I, I always will. There you and, go. And you can't stop me. And I'm Speaking of old. juveniles, like Nick Hale, you put you put out Gwyneth Peltra made a statement yesterday. Did you see this photo shoot she did? It's in Daily Mail. It's like, put it up on your fridge. She's in this, I guess she's working for a lingerie company. Yeah. You guys have to, I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, she says when she's re- she retires, you will never see from her, you know, you will never wow. see or hear from her again. And you believe. And you I would, said the same thing. You said the same thing. I said, thing? Me, too, me too. Same thing. I can't. Me, me too. I, I told you. Once Nikki I, once, me too. Well, my, it's my, my, it's uh, my me too movement. <laughs> once, once I retire at 63 and I go to Florida, like I told you, I'm throwing the laptop and the phone into the Atlantic Ocean. Nobody will ever hear or see from me again. I'll live the next 20 years in isolation. I don't believe create it. Create my own pandemic, my own social distancing. It will suck you back in. It will. Is that what I have to do to get both of you off Twitter? Is to is to what? Give us early retirement? <laughs> yeah. You want to pay me for the next 25 years? Not no, to, You want to Tucker Carlson me? No, Go right ahead. No, I'll I, take it. No, I don't. I'll play a lot of golf. No, I don't. <laughs> the best lineup of this radio. It will do it live! The best radio station this, or the best lineup of this radio station has ever had. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. I heard you. I agree. Uh, Representative Rashida Tlaib yesterday spoke... She just, she's just the worst. Yeah, she spoke. That's the issue. <laughs> I mean, and and she's another one who is he's she is. You said it earlier. She had the tweet out about uh, yeah. the Israelis bombing the hospital. She has not taken it down yet. Right. Um, and she also uh, got up and made a speech about it. Uh, I, I only pulled thirty seconds of it because I can't take it because she she does this sobbing. Yep. Uh, which is just um, yeah. Cut uh, eleven here think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and some of you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They do, they can cry. I can cry. We all can cry. She's not crying. Not She's faking it. Something is wrong. Yeah. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. Uh oh. You need to wake up and understand that. Uh oh. Oh boy. She uh, squat ain't happy. She obviously took her fake crying class with Kyle Rittenhouse. So nice job out of her there. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I, I, I've, I've made it very clear my disdain uh, professionally for what the squad Dems are about. I might have to update my disdain squad Dem power rankings. She might be number one. Um, Omar might be number one as well. AOC is such a, a, a character of herself yeah. now that I don't, even dis- I don't even dislike her as much anymore. She might be the top spot. I agree with it's it goes back and forth between Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Right. There's not one redeeming quality to either one of them that you're like, boy, I can resonate with that, or I'd like to have a conversation. Like it's just pure hatred from a- them. AOC is so dumb that you 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 almost feel sorry for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she's being led like a like a little puppy. Right. 
uh, by these 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 ghouls like yeah. Rashida Tlaib and right. I'm just waiting for the AOC Elon Musk sex tape to be leaked out. That's all I'm looking forward to. Charlotte on the YouTube chat says, "What about the children in in in, in Israel who were beheaded?" Yeah, I noticed she didn't uh, she didn't sob. Didn't address that. Cry no. cry yeah. about that. So we we uh, to be serious, we we always feel like. And we know that if somebody on the right side of things, a Republican says something or makes a claim, it's amazing. Democrats can deny elections. Republicans can't. You can't challenge, criticize or question anything on the right. You do it all day on the left and it's like it was never done. And then we show you and play you the receipts. So this has literally been her tweet and everything she claims has been proven false. So this is. Again, this isn't even disinformation or misinformation. This is patently absurd that she's lying there. And as I mentioned at 640 this morning when we talked about what happened at the Capitol yesterday, is she going to be charged for inciting an insurrection? Because she's out there spewing stuff, which then uh, minutes later, hours later, whatever it was, whatever time went by, you end up having these people at the Capitol. And, Dawn, I think you said, what, 300 were arrested? At least. Okay. So again, let's if it's if it if it is apples to apples, then let's see the punishment uh, be uh, just and fair. Uh, we so she goes further with her uh, with her hatred for not her hatred, but she's calling out the Biden administration. This might this might not be good for the Biden administration yeah. if, they're, if they're losing the squad. Right, right. Um, she uh, she goes after Biden and her fellow Democrats for supporting Israel. Cut ten. And to my president. Uh -oh. To our president. Yes, he's still our... Well, hold on. Uh-oh. I mean, I, hey, I want him to know, as a Palestinian-American, is also somebody of Muslim faith, I'm not going to forget this. And I think a lot of people are not going to forget this. And it's not... It's not... It's not... It's not a threat. No, it sounds like it. It isn't. Oh. They, they think we're joking. Threat to democracy. I mean, I think the White House and everyone thinks that we're just going to sit back and let this just continue to happen. No. The fact of the matter is, our lives are not safe with you or the former peace president. Mm. When are we going to feel safe? When are we going to stop funding, continued, uh, literally, oppression of indigenous communities? When are we going to say enough? <laughs> it makes me so angry to have to say it, but I'm telling you, I'm talking to people that literally there, are like mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. He literally, literally believed in this party that was supposed to be inclusive of all of our opinions and our and our views and our political stance and, and all of these things. But what is got, starting to get really, really, really clear and very loud is that somehow many of us in this room, because of our political opinions, because maybe our faith is a certain faith, maybe because our ethnicity is a certain ethnicity, that somehow we're subhuman. Um, <laughs> she doesn't feel safe, which, by the way, I, I believe she's a part of the defund the police movement. I'm wondering what uh, Rashida Tlaib has actually paid in private security since she doesn't feel safe. Such a fraud. Uh, by the way, where did this where did this protest happen? I think this was about two. I, I thought I read yesterday two blocks from the actual office building that they over, at, you know, over went into and took at, over. And after she spoke is when they all marched to the Capitol and went in. Yes, but I, I don't know how what the timeline was. I, okay. I don't know if it was minutes or hours. OK, just but, I'm just I'm just curious because like it seems to me on there that you could take that as her threatening. Oh, yeah. the Democrats and the president. I know. Right?
I mean, and let's face it, the squad Dems are in Joe's ear all the time and have a big say with this administration. It's it's partly the third Obama term, and it's partly the squad Dems, and Joe's just the puppet up there, uh, you know, regurgitating all the nonsense. But that, that came off pretty angry to me. I, I would say if you took those words and replaced it with Rashida Tlaib and put in, a, you know, a 48-year-old white man with a red hat, boy, CNN and MSNBC, would uh, they'd, be, they'd be full alert. They'd be a seven-person panel. Hey, Press of democracy. Hey, Suze on YouTube says, I thought she was crying. <laughs> well, that's 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 the point of this. Allegedly. In <laughs> truth, it's a truthful question. Yeah. Have you ever seen one of the squad Dems giggling, laughing, or smiling? Other than AOC, maybe in a parody bit. Yeah. But they're all just so... Very like, angry. It's, it, they have one gear. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, she's like a sports radio host that I used to work with. Not one specific one, but the kind of person that would literally get on the air every day and rant and rave about how bad the team. It was like the same thing. I'm like, dude, you are you are you really that angry, or you only have one gear as a host? Yeah. Can you not entertain and make people laugh? She is a miserable human being. Uh, one more clip about this. Uh, she says we have to speak the truth. We got to stop. We have to stop allowing people to police our words. Hmm, interesting. Mm. Uh, cut nine. The majority of Americans are literally against oppression. They are. They're against occupation. They're against uh, human rights violations. If you just tell them the truth, they will be on our side. So we have to speak the truth. We gotta continue. Stop allowing people to police our words, mm. to target what we say. Yeah. At the end, target. Maya and Shama should be alive. And if we don't get back to our shared humanity, I don't think we're ever, ever going to be able to come back from this. So the Democrats, the left, big tech, Silicon Valley, social media, Facebook, Meta, and if any of those people ever talk about policing of words after what they tried to police for the last four years, um, just just laugh at them because they are the ones that absolutely try to put a, a, a cap on your ability and your right to speak freely in this country. So after that speech, uh, they went to the Capitol, and these protesters went in and started um, interrupting. So this is one interrupting – this is just one person, uh, but he was interrupting the Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing. This is cut for Daniel. Eighteen years ago, is re- <laughs> and then they just go off. The yeah, I'm sitting there watching Mr. Rish, ranking member. He's just like, "Geez, I'm muddy. Here we go, this charade. Where's my flask?" <laughs> uh, and then another one here. This is a uh, protester interrupting the Jack Lew Senate confirmation hearing for the role of an ambassador to Israel. Mm. Cut five. Now is not the time to play political games. We need to make sure that the other nations and terrorist groups do not. Ex- How many children need to be killed? Our families are dying. Our families are dying. We need a ceasefire now. We need a ceasefire now. Two officers. Ceasefire now. Ceasefire now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Got two As officers said, now. It's not the time out. to play political games. Yep. We need to make sure that other nations and terrorist groups do not exploit the crisis and open new fronts in the conflict. 
We need to be clear with everyone. There you go. So that, that door that he was escorted back out of was originally closed. You see a few officers out in the hallway. I, my immediate question is, how did that guy even make it onto the floor that close to other members? That's what I want to know, because they got him out of there relatively quickly. It's true. How did he get through so uh, unscathed? And he's holding a sign. Will you just let him go? Uh, Yesterday in Tel Aviv, uh, Joe Biden spoke. Dawn uh, mentioned that she took it on her program live. Um, He also said this, which is getting a lot of traction, and I want to hear both of your responses to him, what he said here. He discussed what the U.S. did after uh, 9-11 and how, how we uh, we were consumed by rage and we shouldn't have been. Um, cut three here. Justice be done. But I caution this while you feel that rage. Don't be consumed by it. After 9-11, we were enraged in the United States. While we sought justice and got justice, we also made mistakes. I'm the first U.S. president to visit Israel in time of war. I've made wartime decisions. I know the choices are never clear or easy for the leadership. There's always cost, but it requires being deliberate. It requires asking very hard questions. It requires clarity about the objectives and an honest assessment about whether the path you're on will achieve those objectives. The vast majority of Palestinians are not Hamas. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses innocents, innocent families in Gaza as human shields, putting their command centers, their weapons, their communications tunnels in residential areas. Palestinian people are suffering greatly as well. We mourn the loss of innocent Palestinian lives like the entire world. I was outraged and saddened by the enormous loss of life yesterday in the hospital in Gaza. Not a bad speech by Joe, but I would say this. I think he's misguided when he talks about post 9-11. I don't think we were uh, acting out in rage. I've always thought right after 9-11, we came together as a nation. We were more united as a, a group of citizens for you know, that short period from, you know, uh, Bush throwing out the first pitch at the World Series at Yankee Stadium and that memorable moment, like Americans rallied and united together for one common good of trying to eradicate, you know, extremist terrorists. But um, he, I, I don't know that it was necessarily like a um, a level of rage that was used under the wrong pretenses or for the wrong motivations. Well, the, the administration well, I mean, lied we, to us. We. We invaded the wrong country. Well, I know. The Iraq WMD claim was nothing more than a facade and a lie just to get back over there. But I'm talking about, like, from a citizen standpoint, I don't think we had, like, um, the wrong level of rage. At least that's what I recall from when I was, what, 18 when that happened? Dawn? I don't know. Oh, no. What? Sorry, I think my mic was off for a second. Oh. Do you think that was, I mean, did we use the wrong level of rage post 9-11 as citizens? I thought we came together as a country. For a moment. For a moment, we all came together. And it was a beautiful moment in unity. And George W. Bush stood on that mound and told those first responders, we hear, you know, we hear you. Mm -hmm. I can hear you. We hear you. And it was a great moment. And then, you know, the media, the biased media did what it does. Of course. And I think that's 
it's important to say the media has been complicit during these times with helping. I'm not blaming fully the media, but I'm saying the media has been a real problem. And that is that culture is is what gave birth well, that culture to the presidency on, yeah, of Donald J. Trump. That culture is on full display right now. The way the media has covered this, along with the Democrats, with this almost apologist rationalization of what Hamas is trying to achieve here. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm still I'm still blown away by this now 11 days in. Was it pandering for him to go over there and talk to the Israeli people? And no, say, don't no, be, no. Don't be, uh, don't be consumed with rage. No, I, I, I think it was appropriate. I think it was important. And I think when I look at him, you know, is it bad that Jordan and other supposed allies uh, blew him off, essentially? Yeah. Yeah, that's really bad. And right. that angers me as an American and our government should not forget that mm-hmm. and should and should punish those countries Yeah, because that was a bad look. Right. But I will say this. I agree that pre- the, pre- the United States president went over. I think America was united. Even re- Republicans, Democrats, everybody came together yesterday to say that was appropriate, that that was good. Yeah. Nobody wants World War III. Right. There's a ton of propaganda and misinformation and disinformation. None of us should want that. Well, I, 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 I'll challenge that a little bit. I do think there are some lifelong neocon war maniacs that want war. I think Lindsey Graham would absolutely love to start dropping bombs on people. But for the most part, I think you're right. I still think there are some select people out there. They, they, they just can't get enough of that, that wartime mentality. Yeah. I mean, Lindsey, if you're of that wartime mentality, you've got it. I mean, we have... Uh, another Navy fleet announced, you know, the Navy fleet, we have the, what, the fourth USS huge carrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is our power is being diverted to that region. But then where does, where, when you look at our so-called enemies, they're looking at now, we're leaving Ukraine, right? We're, we're focusing now on the Middle East. And now we've got two fronts. We're in Ukraine. we got that focus, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like like spinning the plates well and, and now we're in the middle east and by the way we're taking by taking our eye off the ball <clears throat> here and being diverted which we absolutely should be to what's happening in the middle east uh xi jinping and uh and putin are, are having uh, secret meetings discussing you know the new balance of power the shifting balance of power NWO. That's happening. Yep. so like we're we're in this you know it's like we can't we can't take our eye off of the ball for one second because when we do stuff like this happens. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know what the, I don't know what the correct response is for that, but, but I will say this as first, by, by the way, we're supposed to have a budget. Remember that whole thing yeah, <laughs> and, and here in Pennsylvania, as well as, as, as a, on the national scene, by the way, but think about this, what's happening on the world stage now this is all good for the so-called, you know, industrialization of the, the war machine, if you will. I don't see I don't see that anybody who says, hey, we need to we need to lessen the Pentagon or the military budget with all this going on. That's not going to happen. Yep. So they've already won that battle. Yeah. 
Well, the way, and you talk about taking your eye off the ball. And, look, you obviously have to eradicate Hamas, and you have to do everything you can to eliminate these you know, terroristic the, threats. The Israelis have to do that. We, yes. we need to support them, but yeah, we can't. Yeah, aid in yeah. it. Yes, yeah. aid in it, for sure. Uh, but then again, you, as you're saying, you get so focused on that, and then nations like Russia and China that can do severe damage to this country, meanwhile, get put to the back burner and then... I mean, just just hearing Xi and Putin together in the same sentence with knowing what their global aspirations are is absolutely a, a fear-inducing thought, especially China. Uh, Don brought up uh, Jordan. Uh, CNN's Nada Bashir was reporting live from Amman, Jordan, yesterday because I'm, I'm sure you guys saw there there are all these protests and stuff like that for uh, you know for around the embassy and. Um, uh, they they what appeared to me looked like they were attempting to storm the Israeli embassy, but <laughs> she would like to report that it was it was mostly peaceful. Not mostly peaceful. Uh, cut eight here. And we saw yesterday hundreds of people gathering, some protesters even attempting to storm the Israeli uh, embassy. So we have seen a bit of an increase in the security presence here, although it has been mostly uh, peaceful. But look, this isn't just happening in Jordan. It's not happening just only in Amman. This is happening across the Middle East. We have seen people taking to the streets in Lebanon, in Tunisia, in Iraq, in Ramallah, in the occupied West Bank, in protests against Israel's continued... And then her feet goes out. <laughs> and then okay, so we're uh, having comms issues there in Amman, Jordan. Jake, get back on the air. I, look, you, you, if you're watching right now on YouTube and you saw that that scene behind yeah, her, it doesn't I, constitute mostly peaceful. I would, I would, I would, I would not want to be in that area. No, that's what I'm saying, especially if you're a female. No, especially a female, especially, you know, even I got to give credit to Trey Yanks, Fox News. I mean, that guy's in the middle of the conflict, reporting live all the time. So a lot of these people. Uh, that do this, and I know, Don, you've been out in the field as a reporter, nothing like that, but ride-alongs, crime scenes. Um, i got to imagine a very uneasy setting to be a part of as a professional broadcaster. I think that they're up for, I think they're up for it, and I think... Um, Is it like an adrenaline rush? Yeah, I it? think so. Okay. I couldn't do it. I think so. I'm uneasy coming in here at 4.30 in the morning going into the garage. I mean, look what happened, though, to... to uh... Who was it, Laura Logan? You know what I mean? Lara, like, yeah, Laura Logan. I, I mean, like, it's 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 got to be unsettling being yeah. a female in this area when you're when you're looked upon as you know a reporter yep. from that evil, yeah, w- those evil Western right. democracies. But also, not to bury the lead here with the the claim of mostly peaceful. I just that's another phrase that I'm really getting tired of yeah. because it's only applicable to certain groups, certain settings. Uh, but then when it's a, a different group of people, it's anything but mostly peaceful. It's uh, it, it's you know uh, seditious. It's it's and just so tired. Threat to democracy. We got to put a list together. Threat to democracy. <laughs> mostly peaceful. What are the what are the like political buzzwords we're yeah. tired of hearing? Yeah. Uh, that we have to discuss on this show. We'll put a list together. Uh, Democratic Congressman Colin Allred. Uh, was leaving his office, and there was a citizen journalist. I I believe it was from the Daily Caller. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, was asking him questions about Hamas, um, and he he threatened to call the cops <laughs> on him for asking him questions. Uh, this is cut seven here. Congressman Allred, do you regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? We're on federal property. Can't do this here. Congressman Allred, do you regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? 
You really can't do Congress that Congressman Allred, do you regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? You really can't I'll get the do that for you. <laughs> Do you regret voting against Iron Dome funding as Hamas attacked Israel with rockets aimed at civilians? You're on federal property. Stop doing this. Why are you standing with Hamas over Israel? Why are you supporting Biden's open border policies? We'll get the Capitol Police for you. Why did you funnel taxpayer dollars to a group using drag shows for children? Man, nothing to say. I, you know, he's probably very, uh, very uncomfortable being grilled like that. I'm surprised he didn't reach for the nearest fire alarm. <laughs> Oh, we forgot about that. I know. Where's the investigation into that? I know. Oh, yeah, what happened to that? Jamal Where's Bowman? the video? Yes, yes. Where's the video? Jamal Bowman wakes up today. He's like, man, they just gave up on me, didn't they? Let's move on to some man. other outrage. I know. Dude, I know. I, we do this for a living, and I completely forgot that stuff. I know. I mean, and, and, and this, this goes back to my, my rant about the Republicans in, in Congress. Mm-hmm. Why did we just stop pushing that? See, this is the thing. Oh, why? Because we don't have a House Speaker to push for. Here we go. Yes, there you go. So where's the House Speaker Uh to say we want an ethics committee investigation? We want a hearing on this. We're going to call him, put him under oath, and we're going to subpoena him because Mm -hmm. we as the Republicans in the lead here, we have subpoena Mm -hmm. power. Once they, the Republicans lose the House, if they do, yep. they no longer have the subpoena power. Yep. So here's one more example. Yep. So for everybody, oh, your big take was terrible. Oh, all right. Then you want to take that back? You want to put that back in the, uh, put the little, uh, the genie back in the, the bottle? Yep. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. What? Uh, Jim Jordan uh, was asked yesterday uh, after he was, um, I guess, rejected, <laughs> I guess, rejected in the second ballot. Yep. Uh, he says his plan is to keep going and keep talking to members. Yep. He's like the Energizer Bunny. Cuts, cuts six here. Jordan, I just want to ask you about that last vote and your confidence so far now after a second vote. We've got 200 of our colleagues who are before us for two ballots now. That's um, right where Speaker McCarthy was in, in the process, so we're, we're just going to keep talking to members. Good, good response. I like it. I like the fight. Um, I think he's going to be in for a long haul, and maybe, maybe it goes fifteen like it did for for Kevin McCarthy. But he's got to feel right now like like I did my junior year of high school when I got rejected by the prom queen. Like you just you're just getting shot down left and right, and it's only getting worse. It was twenty that voted against him the first time, and then twenty two yesterday. Do we know what time round three is today? Is that 11 o'clock again, like it was yesterday? I got to imagine it's probably around lunchtime or late in the morning. Yeah, they're supposedly having morning meetings okay. that are, go all morning until around 11-ish. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably be similar to yesterday. But here's the one difference, I, at least I, if I recall correctly. When McCarthy was fighting for these votes, that went into the evening and nighttime hours, did it not? Weren't they in there well after dark? I think they were. But I believe so far for Jim Jordan, they've been done by 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon both days. I'm wondering if they're going to have multiple rounds. Because McCarthy, if I remember, he had two or three rounds per day. Right, because when you have a House speaker, they set forth the agenda. Okay. When you are absent of a speaker, (laughs) um, then you don't. So I know that right now, the the updates from Pennsylvania, U.S. uh, U.S. Rep. Congressman Mike Kelly the only member of Pennsylvania's, Pennsylvania's delegation that voted against Jordan. Yeah. So I know a lot of calls, but he's the one who pitched the plan to expand the interim speaker, Patrick McHenry's powers. Mm-hmm. So that's the debate and that they're he's having. The, he's the guy who I played the clip of in the big take who he nominated John Boehner. 
<laughs> or jo- Jim Bain. I, John Boehner. Yeah. John Boehner. John and, Boehner. And yeah, Mike Kelly. Yep. McHenry says that he doesn't. He doesn't want it. He's like, I want Jim Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just trying to get a seat warmer. I know. And uh, give him some more power. I'm just trying to get it's the par- just get the parks tonight and have a glass of wine. That's all I care about. <laughs> Representative Don Bacon was on uh, CNN. No. And- wait. Excuse me. Is this the one that Kilmeade said? Yeah. Something. Okay. This is the guy he so. called a dumbass. Sorry. He's from Nebraska, I believe. Don he, Bacon. He is. He's a Republican from Nebraska. He said Jim Jordan is done and he needs to withdraw from the speaker's race. And he says his support is actually going to go down it, in the next. It might. In the next round. Cut twelve. I believe he's done. He needs to say he needs to withdraw from this. Uh, he's going to lose more votes tomorrow. I know it. I already have. I know who's going to cross over and change. He doesn't have any pathway forward to 217. There you go. Well, I mean, if you look, you saw 20 uh, Republicans vote against him. Now 22. I mean, what happens today? 24 against him. Can Jim get any momentum and swing that the opposite way? I, I have my doubts. So, so, so what? Uh, let me ask you guys this then: if, if there's no, if Jim Jordan doesn't get it, then what? Well, that's what I said in the big take. So we don't. Uh, the Republican Party in general voted. They. McCarthy was out. All right, no more rhinos. Stop conceding to the Democrats. They nominate Steve Scalise, kind of, you know, McCarthy-ish is the vibe most people give off. And that that wasn't good enough. Now you get the complete opposite. Jim Jordan, more MAGA, more Trump, more far-right, more conservative. That's not good enough. Well, there's only so many, like, factions within the Republican Party. There's the more moderate side, and then there's the more far-right side. So... I, I, is there a happy medium? Is there somebody in the middle? Soccer, this reminds me of when the NWO in wrestling created the black and red and the black and white, and there was two factions within the NWO, yes. and there was no happy middle. Who's the happy middle? Yeah. I don't know. That's that's when WCW jumped the shark, by the way. That's correct. But like, who, who <laughs> are you Republicans go- jumped the shark. So who are we going to nominate? Okay, Byron Donalds? By, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene? That's not going to happen. Byron Donalds is, is in the same camp as Jim Jordan. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I really don't know. I I really don't know where this where this leads. You know, it's funny is that like I said it in jest. I think last week, <laughs> like Hakeem Jeffries. Like honestly, <laughs> could could he get enough Republican support? Oh God, that's a bad look for Republicans. That if, if, if I'm not saying it's going to happen, yeah, but I'm just saying I know he he seems to have more of a pathway than Jordan does. I, I don't know what people want. I don't even care. Just get it done. Just figure it out. Yep. That that's the bottom line is if they can't get this done, it's it's it becomes an, an annoyance. And the fact the only people who I saw who had a specific request were uh, Republicans on Staten Island because of everything that's going. And they had a very specific request. But other than that, it's like, oh, well, we, he likes Trump and Trump likes him. So we don't like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all petty, petty infighting stuff. That's about ego and who you like. It's like this is not prom king, people. Right, right. It's just, it's just it's so frustrating. And then you know it's just going to be a matter of time until all the shows are like, see, this is what Donald Trump has done. Not mm-hmm. only was he divisive oh, yeah. for the country, he's there divisive already... for his own party. Amen. Yeah. All right. That's what I got. Yeah, that's all I got too. Thank God. <sighs> 
855-839-1210 is the phone number. Are we going to do the big three yes. or are we breaking? No, okay. Uh, we got some good stuff to get to uh, coming up. By the way, Sean Farage, our Trump impressionist impersonator, is going to join us in 25 Woo-hoo. minutes. Yeah. That's going to be great. Uh, also, a couple of stories to get to, including, uh, and this actually fits perfectly with my, do- uh, my sister just having her baby daughter. Um, according to the USA Today, we will give you the following girls' names. Uh-oh. That are going to become the new trendy hot names for boys. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah, so not only can you go from being a girl to a boy at two years old and just say that you're in the wrong body. Now we're going to throw the names on top of it to like further affirm the, these transitions. Girl names that are going to become the hot trendy new names for boys in 2024. We're giving you this in October of 2023 as Kale and Company is always ahead of the curve. We'll give you that coming up in a couple of minutes. But first, Dawn Stenzel's Big 3 at 836. It's the Big 3 at 8 on Kale and Company. And Big 3 at 8, sponsored by Consumer Cellular. Two more suspects arrested in last week's shooting and murder of a Philadelphia policeman, Officer Richard Mendez, as well as injuring his partner. And so we know that these latest individuals, both age 21, New Jersey residents, Yes, had criminal past that going viral after Philadelphia police say, yes, we've got all of those alleged shooters in custody. The investigation continues, as well as questions rising, saying, why? Why weren't those cameras inside that parking garage area where the officers were gunned down? Why weren't those cameras working? And those questions swirling this morning. Uh, We also have number two, homelessness rising for a second year in a row in Philadelphia, a new survey says. So nearly 5,000 people. And this as homelessness, obviously, you know, you may be a problem, you'd say, in major cities like Philadelphia. But experts are blaming the city's affordable housing crisis and high poverty rate, highest in the nation, as well as rising inflation. So they're actually talking about Bidenomics. I mean, they're not naming that, but they're talking about rising inflation. And this is we've seen, for example, um, those housing numbers go down as the interest rates continue to go up. Inflation rising. Homelessness Mm -hmm. rose 5.2 percent so far this year. Have you seen the pictures and videos? Steve Keeley had been posting them yesterday on his Twitter of the abandoned cars like under 95 in different parking lots where the homeless now have turned those cars into where they live like they're literally there's like black plastic over the windows so you can't see inside one guy has like a generator on top of the roof of the car with a gas yes have you crazy yeah go to steve keely's page it's unreal (laughs) to your story yeah it's uh it's it's bizarre and also it's a it's dangerous. Yes. Right. If you got a generator going, you got all the fumes going, all of that. So a lot of concern about that. No answers, however. And um, number three. What's number three? I have to choose between I have so much this morning. I'll go with this Philadelphia City Council. It's Thursday. Thursday is not only Parks Night with Zioli and Nick Hale, but Thursday is also when Philadelphia City Council is set to weigh many different pieces of legislation. So one of which I'll point out to you today, they're going to weigh a ban that would be the first of its kind in the United States. So this is making national news. 
And this is being reported as uh, it was proposed because there is a forced deportation. There was a forced deportation of an undocumented individual, an illegal person who was a comatose patient in Pennsylvania. And so what happened was a hospital, Philadelphia hospital is allowed, or any hospital in Pennsylvania is allowed to, is allowed to deport that individual while you're in to a their coma. home country while they're in a coma. I guess you could say he never saw it coming. <laughs> Sorry. Stop. I'm so bad. Uh, so this was at, you know, so, so the question is we all pay the, the hospitals they're seeing as we see, this is another result of the open borders because if, if somebody ends up in a hospital or an emergency room, the hospitals and thus all of us end up paying. And so this is, you're talking about, you know, six-figure amounts uh, per day. So this was a, a patient in a hospital who was in a coma, was an illegal individual. They deported the individual to their home country. They're allowed to do that currently. Wow. So now Philadelphia is trying to say you cannot do that without, you cannot, um, send an illegal back to their home country unless you have that patient's consent. Unbelievable. So this might be the only way to, to stop our open borders is to put everybody into a coma and then send them back. <laughs> I'll just stay. I'll be at the southern border with a, base, with a baseball bat and a two-by-four. Oh, I'm, I'm here to save America, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are sponsored by Consumer Cellular, offering unlimited talk and text on every plan starting at $20 per month. Stay connected in rain, sleet, and snow with their premium nationwide 5G coverage. No contract and free activation. Visit ConsumerCellular.com. Switch today. Thank you, Consumer Cellular, for sponsoring our Big 3 Day. All right, Don. thank you very much. Our Trump impression is Sean Farage at 9 o'clock, but we'll come back and wrap up the third hour with the girl names of 2023 that will soon be the hottest boy names of 2024. And by the way, remember back in June, we talked a lot about Pride Month? Yeah. Well, the uh, the woke Pride calendar for the fall, October and November, is staggering. Are you aware of these specific days? We'll fill you in on the other side. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. By the way, Nick, uh, QJ on, on uh, YouTube, on the YouTube chat, says if Sean Farage is going to impersonate Biden today, ask him what's wrong with his chin. So <laughs> let's make sure we let's make sure we ask Joe Biden, a.k.a. Sean Farage, is coming up at 9 o'clock. What's wrong with his chin? Get ready to start the NFL week off right because right now all customers can get a no sweat. Same game parlay for Thursday night football tonight. NFL same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payday. Just place a three-leg same game parlay on this week's game between the Jaguars and the Saints, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. How about this one? How about an anytime touchdown for Alvin Kamara? How about a Jacksonville Jaguars money line bet and the over on 39 and a half? Three leg same game parlay that you can place on tonight's game and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. Build your own or you can choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre built for you in FanDuel's top rated sportsbook app. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no sweat same game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHD and the NFL. 21 and over. President PA. Uh, refund issued is not a bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning. 
absolutely beautiful out right now. As Dawn said earlier, it's going to go up to 70 degrees. Good stuff. Phillies tonight. Parks comedy night. Zioli. By the way, I, I know Dawn mentioned the 507 first pitch. I think tonight on a Thursday is the kind of night where I would like it to be a 7 or 8 o'clock game. Tomorrow's Friday. Only one more show to go. Yeah, the 507 thing, especially for those that work a day job, 9 to 5, normal first shift, kind of an inconvenience, I think, for, for, for a lot of human beings out there, especially when it's a road game. Although, actually, maybe the flight to, to Phoenix uh, is actually cheaper when you look at the tickets because Dorenzo said yesterday you could get tickets for the yeah. Phillies Diamondbacks for 10 bucks. Well, now they're saying seven dollars. <laughs> they're gonna be. A, how about we give away a pair for the morning mystery movie clip geez, in Phoenix? What a fraud fan base! <clears throat> oh, yeah. just embarrassing. Almost as bad as these uh, two stories I'm going to give you right now. Uh, by the way, Sean Farage Trump impression is coming up. Uh, he will have. By the way, wait till you hear his little rehearsed bit on Uh-oh. the squad Dems uh, in their response to Hamas in Israel. Um, you remember the hip hop artists, the notorious B.I.G. They used to call him Biggie Smalls. Wait till you hear what his <laughs> nickname is for Rashida Tlaib. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not. It's not offensive. It's 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 incredibly hilarious. Um, it's a nice little play on words. So <laughs> you'll enjoy that. Trust me. Coming up in about twelve minutes. But I uh, I want to bring up these two stories. Uh, my sister just gave birth to her daughter on uh, what is uh, it was Tuesday night and uh, they named her Amelia E-M-I-L-I-A now I don't know that I would ever name a boy Amelia but it's going to be 2024 before you know it and these popular names this is according to uh, the New York Post will be uh, the trendy new names in 2024 according to the experts for boys even though they've initially been uh, created for females. So let's go through these. Uh, and some of them I may have never even heard of before. Some of them I would absolutely be against if you named your boy these names. Uh, Artemis. Has anybody ever heard the name Artemis? Artemis. Oh, is it Artemis? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let me restart this segment here. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Well, you, you know we talk about rehearsing bits. We yeah. should rehearse things too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how do you pronounce it? Artemis. 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 Okay, I've never heard that. Artemis Pile. I've never mm. heard of Artemis either. But Artemis. Okay, <laughs> never heard of that. Uh, Blair. I've heard of that. Sure. B L A I R. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a, a guy's name to me, but that's not as nearly it's not nearly as bad as some of these other ones. How about Cleo? Like Miss Cleo. Like Cleopatra. Yeah. A lot of these are ancient names. Uh Artemis is Greek mythology. Yeah. You know, as somebody that's got some Greek blood in me, I should know know that. That's a violation on my part. Artemis was a Greek goddess of the moon. Okay. Uh, Eden. Because I know my goddesses. He was also a drummer for Some would say that Dawn is a goddess. (laughs) He was also a drummer for Leonard Skinner. Was he? (laughs) All right. Sorry, go on. How about Fern? F E R N. As a guy. Fern. I think a guy? I think these are names that are female names that are going to be hot names for boys. Wait, wait, Cleo is going to be a guy's name? That's the oh. whole point of this uh, exercise. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Artemis, and me, me and Greg are both going to step out for a smoke. Uh, Don, Don will carry the rest of the segment. Don, do an eight-minute read on QC Kinetics. If you want. <laughs> so how about Florence, like Florence Henderson from the Brady Bunch? Florence Nightingale. Florence Nightingale. Uh, Greer, G-R-E-E-R. No, I'm not sure I would go with that one either. Harlow. H-A-R-L-O-W. Harlow. Like yeah. Jack Harlow. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I don't... I'm not feeling these. 
Hazel, like the color of your eyes. For a guy. Yeah, for a guy. These are all girl names that will be. See, here we go. I think the big the big takeaway for this should be um, we talk about a uniparty. I think you're trying. I think the left is trying to just create a unigender is what they're trying to do here. Uh, How about names like um, Izzy, I-Z-Z-Y. How about Sonny? Izzy or Sonny. Sonny Bono. Yeah. Izzy. You've you got to be a performer to be a guy named Sonny, don't you? Well, that's true. I, I got to say, when we named our son Dylan, everybody was like, oh, that that can be a girl's name, too. Like, I don't but know. You, but Bob, I do think of Bob Dylan, and you love Bob Dylan. Yeah. So, But Dylan can be a girl's name, too. I know females oh, yeah. named Dylan. Now, how do you spell Dylan? Is it D-Y or D-I-L-L? D-Y. D-Y-L-A-N? The only, the only proper way to spell Dylan. Okay. Because I've seen D-I-L-L-O-N before as well. Yeah. Uh, Valdez says Fern is an ugly name. <laughs> you ever you ever meet a lady named Fern that was good looking? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's sexist. Uh, how about Rose? R O S E. As a think, boy's name? Yes. That's ridiculous. I think that's a beautiful name uh, for, for a boy? female. For a female. Yes, oh. for a girl. For My a, mom's. Yeah. Now here's one where I will give credence to because I think this is this can go both ways. <laughs> how about Robin? Not, yeah. not, not like, not Miss Robin. No, well, no. Although we have a Miss Robin with Tony Bruno. No, Robin is a Robin is a girl's name. And then we have Burt Ward, who played Robin in Batman. We got, we got we, I, Robin Ventura, former baseball player in Major League Baseball. In Robin the 90s. Williams. Burt, Robin Williams. Wait, wait, hang on. Burt, Burt Young played. played. Wait, was Burt, it Burt? Burt Ward? Burt Ward. Okay. Was Robin? Okay. Burt Young was um, the guy who just died, right? Yes, that's Paul. Paulie. Yeah, that's Paulie. Poor okay. guy. So. Hit him in the hit the one in the middle, Rock. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't mind Robin. I I like Greer because I love the Jack Ryan series. Okay, with and Wendell Pierce is one, I love Wendell Pierce as an actor. So he plays James Jim Greer, James Greer. Uh-huh. So Greer to me, Greer that's a cool name. You like Greer? Yeah, Greer. I I could see it as a name. I guess that goes both ways, but I see it as more a boy's name. I see Morgan going both ways. Yeah, like country singer Morgan Wallen. Yeah. Um, there's Morgans that are females. Uh. Ken John on the YouTube chat says John Wayne's real name was Marion. Was it yeah, really? Yeah. Well, I would never challenge him. He's the Duke. <laughs> and he can do what he wants. Um, so those are some of those names. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then um, also, uh, I see this from the New York Post. We, we obviously covered a lot of the hysteria around um, Pride Month for June. We had a lot of stories about retailers providing Pride apparel, Target, Kohl's, things like that. But if you thought we were out of, like, pride season, well, guess again. I've got about nine or ten different – because every day is a day, right? National Vodka Day, National Pick Your Nose Day. Every day is a day in this world nowadays. But um, the calendar for the pride and, and, and the entire LGBTQ – see, this is where I think we go overboard. So let me just give you some of these days. We'll start with October 8th. October 8th was International Lesbian Day. October 11th was National Coming Out Day. October 17th through the 24th, you get a full week, is Gender Fluid Visibility Week. October 19th is International Pronoun Day. So today, today, today is October 19th. Yes. Today is International Pronoun Day. Cool. I think for the rest of this show, we should all put a pronoun in our Twitter bios and then screenshot them and send them to Greg Stalker so he loses his mind. I'm not doing that. Okay, me neither. (laughs) October 23rd. Through the 29th is Asexual Awareness Week. October 26th is Intersex Awareness Day. The entire month of November is Trans Awareness Month. 
So as we know, we play a lot of TikTok videos on this show, on the cut sheet, where the trans community just starts yelling at us and telling us how they're under attack. So get ready for it. If you think we were out of the trans TikTok cut sheet element of this show, we are only 11 days from flipping the calendar over from October to November. So get ready for Trans Awareness Month. November 5th, Transparent Day. November 8th, Intersex Day of Remembrance. November 13th through the 19th is Transgender Awareness Week. So you actually get a week within the month that's already dedicated to transgender awareness. That's enough to make your head explode. And then on November 20th is Transgender Day of Remembrance. You know, we don't celebrate George Washington anymore, but we've got two months dedicated to pride. Fascinating turn of events here in this country. Happened to like National Cherry Pie Day. When's National Nick Kale Day? Right? Yeah, let's have a National Nick Kale Day. Yeah, when I die, I want a day of remembrance of me. Hell, I want a week. And I will not stop until we get it. I mean, maybe 1210 can celebrate. Well, yeah, we'll give you a segment and then we'll, we have to usher in our our new. And then you'll scrub me from the website and onto the next guy. We have to get on with our lives. I'm sorry, Nick. (laughs) It's also National Seafood Bisque Day. You've done what we asked you to do, but now we must move on. Sorry. Seafood bisque, by the way, huh? Mm. I love a good lobster bisque. Looks good. Today's a great day for that, actually. Yeah. Good weather. All right, 855-839-1210. Our favorite Trump impressionist, Sean Farash. Get ready to laugh. He's yeah. joining us in about five minutes. But right now, Don Stenzlin with a good minute for QC Kinetics. Yeah, because let's make it national. It's all about you day. How about that? And you healing. The future of joint pain relief is right here in Philadelphia and our entire region. I'm talking about QC Kinetics Advanced Regenerative Medicine, and it is amazing. Some of you have told me it feels like a miracle in your life. So here's the thing. If if you've been told, oh, you need more steroids, or maybe you've just been told surgery is your only option. Okay, just hang on a second and get a second opinion. Learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents and attack that joint pain. I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics does not mask the pain. These treatments go to the very core of the problem using concentrated healing properties that are placed directly into your aching joint, restoring and repairing your damaged tissue. Pretty amazing, right? And imagine, just imagine this, with no downtime, living your life this fall, no more pain in your knees, your hips, your shoulder, your back, no drugs, no downtime no surgery what's life about it's about moving it's about living and yeah so many of you with uh, qc kinetics help have told me you've gotten your life back with these all-natural treatments would you just call them the local medical professionals get a free consultation today qc kinetics which by the way is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine 215-999-3000 qc kinetics 215-999-3000 Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. You can always listen to us for free on the Odyssey app. Make sure you download that today. And, of course, watch us live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe button. You know, we don't do a ton of guests on this show. We have a lot of segments we do. We've got the big cut sheet, three people with microphones. So really no need for a guest on this type of morning show. But when you get big A-listers, 
you never turn them away. We had Donald Trump on last week, and now we are not only joined by the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, uh, amidst all of his ongoing impeachment inquiries and investigations and trials and cases, but also the current president of the United States, the 46th president of the United States. And I'm not even sure he's aware that he's with us, but he is with us. Joe Biden is here as well this morning. But I (laughs) want to start with Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump, good morning. It's great to have you back. And I'm just curious, your uh, latest response and what's going through your mind with the newest gag order that was opposed upon you by Judge Tanya Chuckin, if you don't mind. Well, the gag orders are disgrace, and it's great to be back in the city of brotherly love. And I understand that uh, the Phillies, they're doing incredible in the NLCS, a lot better than the Eagles, who just lost to the Jets. That's not supposed to happen, but you did that, and that's not good. Uh, but you look at, uh, and Fetterman, remember Fetterman, the Eagles are better than the Eagles. They should focus on being better than the Jets. The Eagles! That's an easy thing. But, uh, you know, this gag order is a disgrace. I have to say that. And there's a guy who sounds a lot like me, and he might have to do a lot of the talking. But uh, I say the judge issued the wrong former president a gag order. She should have talked to Barack Obama. Just ask, you know, there are things in his past life that we could talk about. And uh, uh, maybe he's into that type of thing. But that's not my type of thing. Never has been my, as they say, cup of tea. Yeah. So we have that. God. <laughs> uh, Pre- President Trump, I'm just trying to stay composed here because I'm giggling like a little kid. You've also had strong remarks about the squad Dems. Uh, I've had my remarks about them as well. Uh, and I know you have elaborated o- on your platforms about the notorious PIG after their refusal to condemn Hamas. If you could elaborate on your stance with my audience, we would greatly appreciate that. Well, you have uh, Ilhan Married her brother. Some people did something. That's piggy number one. You have AOC, low IQ, and that's an insult to pigs, but that's piggy number two. And then you have the king piggy. You have Rashida. I say Rashida. She looks like, you know who she looks like? Roz from Monsters Inc. Always, always watching you. Where's your paperwork, Wazowski? She wants to know where the paperwork is. Never going to find out. That is the notorious PIG. I call her Piggy Smalls. You know that? I call her Piggy Smalls. Piggy, Piggy, Piggy. Can't you see? You understand what I'm talking about? She's a terrible person. She's a terrible person. And I have to say, I apologize to the swine community, the pig community, uh, for insulting you and comparing you to a terrorist sympathizer like Rashida. Michigan's got to do better than the notorious PIG. She's a terrible person. She's a disgrace, and she's hurting our country. (laughs) Mr. Trump, glad to have you on the show. I know your counterpart, Joe Biden, is uh, chomping at the bit to get involved, so hang tight, 46. We'll get to you in a moment. But one more for 45 and hopefully for 47. How disgraceful is it that the GOP-led House won't vote for your candidate as my choice as well, Mr. Jim Jordan from Ohio? Well, these people are smoking something stronger than whatever Hunter Biden gets his hands on. And maybe they went, maybe they visited the White House recently and got some of that cocaine or whatever the hell they're doing over there. But these people have to get their sugar, honey, iced tea together. They have to do it because if they don't, our country's hurting. Our country's hurting. There are terrible things that are breaking out all across the world. And we need to fix it. We need to be there. We need to be leaders, not 
fighters. And when I say fighters, we're fighting with each other. We need to fight for our country and fight the Democrats instead of fighting with each other. People are voting for good people. I like Steve Scalise. I like Lee Zeldin. Uh, I like Kevin McCarthy, but they're good people, but they're not running. They are not running. We need to vote for Jim Jordan. He's a fighter. He's a great wrestler, fantastic person. Uh, and he will be a great speaker of the House, the greatest speaker. He'll wield the gavel like uh, nobody's ever wielded a gavel before, even better than the former speaker, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, who knows his way around a hammer. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sin. Uh, Donald J. Trump joining us here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All right, Mr. President Joe Biden, you come on in here, sir. Uh, Mr. Biden, you have an incredible way of playing to the crowd and the home team. Could you tell us just a little bit about your upbringing in the Jewish community uh, and your thoughts on the unrest in the Middle East as you have just uh, returned from uh, that area of the world? Well, 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 I got two words for you. Made in America. When I was a little boy, my daddy said, Joey, we're going to call you Jewish Joey. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you, we, I, I, I was raised in, in, in synagogues, in the Puerto Rican community. The house went on fire. And, 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 and the rabbi took care of me. We, 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 we lit the menorahs, the eight crazy nights, Adam Sandler. And, 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 and. And so I was, I, I was, I was born there, Israel, home country. They say Scranton kid, but I'm actually from Jerusalem. And uh, and, and and so I got hairy legs, and the kids they rub my leg down in the pool, and and, and watch watch the hair come back up again. Then we 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 spun the dreidel. It was, it was made of clay, and uh, and 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 we had a great great time. We're gonna the terrorists are bad people. We're gonna keep giving them millions of dollars. And, and what happened? Uh, Mr. President, can I ask why the rising of the voice and the tone and the the voice inflection? I mean, sometimes you really seem like you're a corpse just out on your feet. And then all the all of a sudden you just elevate your voice and you start getting angry. Is is that just where you are in your life or are you doing that for effect? Yeah. Yeah. Where's Jackie? Uh, She's uh, really a great person. Uh, uh, anyway, don't. <laughs> yes, don't jump. Uh, Mr. President, I know you talked about having the hairy legs there. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if you're aware of the viral image that went viral on social media yesterday as you got done wrapping up your speech. A lot of people took a, a still photo of the tip of your chin. Uh, it, it looked like there was a couple of bumps on your chin. I don't see them now, so I'm wondering what exactly that was, and where have those bumps gone now this morning? Well, uh, come on, Jack. Uh, it's Nick. We have a we 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 we, we have a we have a bump up on the chin. It's because the, the 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 former guy called he called he called Rashida to leave the notorious PIG. So I say not by the hair on 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 my chinny chin chin. And so uh, uh, we removed something. Uh, now we have uh, uh, the. The chin, it, 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 the leg bone is connected to the thigh bone. You, 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 you chewing and not shoving pressure. 
Uh, the great Sean, uh, Sean Farage is with us. Oh He's Captain Deplorable. You can follow him on Twitter at Sean underscore, for, underscore Farage, and he's got a great show that he does as well. Uh, so, Sean, let me just wrap it up. By the way, just great. Your Biden is phenomenal. I thought, is. Your, I thought your Trump was impeccable. Uh, yeah. Your Joe is just as good. But uh, I know you do a show on a daily basis, so I just want to get your thoughts and reaction to what we saw yesterday in the offices of the Capitol with the, the storming of the pro-Hamas supporters. Uh, well, first of all, guys, thanks again. Uh, I've, no one's ever asked me to do Biden before, so that was tough. Character, <laughs> I had to go from I had to go from someone I really like to someone I can't stand. <laughs> so, uh, it was tough, but I'm glad you liked it. Um, yesterday was an insurrection. Hello, I mean they were in the you know I sound like Herman Edwards. Hello, you play to win the game. It, yesterday was an insurrection. It was clear they obstructed an official proceeding. They obstructed the House vote. They walked in there. They occupied it. There were arrests. Uh, Rashida Tlaib obviously spoke at the rally before the insurrection, a la our favorite president. That's what they say about Donald Trump. Um, 22 years, I think, is the charge. We have Jamal Bowman, who I'm assuming should be getting charges for making up the excuse about pulling a fire alarm, uh, which he thought would open a door. I've never seen that happen before. It's like he must be a magician or something. And you have Rashida Tlaib coming out there, not just speaking at this rally, but repeating this lie about this hospital in Gaza that not only wasn't hit by Israel, it wasn't hit at all. It was, the parking lot was hit. Mm-hmm. Nobody, there was not 500 casualties. So she, they, this is the narrative they use against Donald Trump, right? The big lie. They, their accusation is the election was never stolen, and he said it was, and it, and it incited violence. Well, this is a big lie, right? Rashida Tlaib tells people, tells these pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian supporters that a hospital was hit and 500 uh, people were killed by Israel. Never happened. A parking lot was hit. Dozens of people lost their life, and it's still a tragedy. But that lie was used to incite violence and, uh, violence and incite an insurrection at the Capitol. So I'm waiting for Jack Smith, uh, Chutkin, and the rest of these goons to start levying indictments against the insurrectionists yesterday and start threatening them with 20-plus years in jail. Fair yep. is fair. Equality is equality. That's that's what I said a couple of hours ago. Uh, by the way, uh, we're streaming live right now on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Tuna Fang on YouTube uh, says uh, Trump could use Sean as, uh, to uh, skirt the gag order. Yes. Meaning, you know, right. just have Sean oh, yeah, as Trump. True. Yes. And he can say whatever he wants to. That's the plan. Yeah. You know, I always, I see him, Mr. President. Right. Yep. If there's anything, if there's anything you can't say or anything you don't want to say, <laughs> I've got you covered. You know, you have like all state. You're in good hands. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful Even when you're president again, when you're president, you want me to get on the phone, President G. Listen to me, Winnie the Pooh. We're not going to do that. Okay? We're not going to do that. <laughs> no, Winnie the Pooh is banned in China because President G looks like him. <laughs> Sean, last one for you. We, we mentioned, uh, and I, I know I got your uh, your opinion in your Trump character uh, about Jim Jordan, but 20 Republicans voted against him day one, 22 yesterday. Do you see this thing going back in the other direction, or is is Jim Jordan dead man walking at this point? I think Jordan will become speaker. He's gonna ha- he's probably going to have to do what McCarthy did and make some concessions, which stinks uh, for us. But um, I still think overall it's a net positive to have Jim Jordan as the Speaker of the House. I will say this because you're in the Northeast up there, the station. I'm from New York. Uh, I'm from Long Island. 
Uh, my former congressman, I moved to Tennessee, but my former congressman is Andrew Garbarino. He just voted for Lee Zeldin, despite the fact that Lee Zeldin came out and publicly endorsed Jim Jordan. And then there's the guy who took Lee Zeldin's seat, Nick Lalota, who does not, I can't stress this enough. I want everyone who's listening to bomb this guy's phones today. He doesn't even live in the district that he represents, this guy Lalota. And he's out there saying, well, my constituents say, you don't even know your constituents. Mm. I know this guy. He's a fraud. He's a phony. The guy's disgusting. He's voting against Jim Jordan right now, holding this whole thing up and doesn't even live in the district that he claims to be representing right now with this nonsense vote. It's a disaster. And there's a lot of other people like him. But I happen to personally know a lot about this guy. And he's a disgrace. Sean Farash, you can follow him on Twitter at uh, Sean, S-H-A-W-N underscore Farash, F-A-R-A-S-H, and get all of his great impressions, as well as the links to all of his shows that he does. Always appreciate the time, pal. You're welcome back. Anytime you've got new material, we'll gladly give our audience a good laugh. Thank you. You got it, Sean. Sean joining us second time. I'll tell you what, the Joe is pretty good. Amazing. Yeah, I, he he tweeted about it. I saw the video. And I'm like, wait a minute. He does a Joe. He has the inflection <laughs> down. He has both the uh, yeah. you know scatterbrain, doesn't know what he's saying, and also the very slow paced uh-huh. um, thing down. Just amazing. Really good. Yeah, for sure. All right, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten is the number. The morning mystery movie clip coming up in about five minutes. Dawn's big three at the bottom of the hour. Part two of the Kutchi and, of course, who won Twitter today and what's on tap for the Dawn Show. But if you're tuning in for the first time this morning, uh, reminder. We start at 6 a.m. <laughs> but uh, just to catch you up to speed, you can always go back and obviously get the beginning of the show on the Odyssey app or watch us on YouTube. Uh, the big take this morning on Jim Jordan and the failure to get the necessary votes from yesterday. Uh, also, the storming of the Capitol by uh, pro-Hamas supporters and pro-Palestinian causes, uh, the big crux of the show this morning in the first hour but i you know he was very and sean is is definitely uh more trump uh jim jordan conservative than than a kevin mccarthy rhino for sure but he seems to think and he said it pretty quickly there that he thinks jim jordan will get the votes but concessions will need to be made and i'm just wondering how that will play out for the and I'm a Jim, I mean Jim Jordan's been my number one choice since we found out that McCarthy was you know going to do what he did. But how many concessions will be too many? Is is Jim Jordan going to lose some support of the MAGA base of the Trump base that r- really wants to see this guy in there because he's feisty? Uh, he's a he's a staunch. Ad, I mean he's an adamant conservative on many fronts. But again, this is and as much as it ticks me off that we can't get to 217 with Jim Jordan, and I mentioned we have Mike, uh, Mike Kelly. He's, he's going to mention John Boehner. I mean, it's, I went off. I'm not going to go off on it again because uh, it, it won't be authentic. It was more authentic this morning. But to me, it's, I, I look at this and I say, okay, how many concessions is, is too many? But this is, see, this is the battle that you fight because if you want to win elections, and I'm talking about moving forward in 2024, you know, there's going to be some things that we know do not set well with Republicans moving forward. Like, say what you want about it, and I don't want to turn this into a, an abortion conversation, but Roe v. Wade and the overturning of it and sending it back to the states is an issue that Republicans have to overcome. You know, we've talked about uh, Trump. We've talked about DeSantis. They've been interviewed. They've been asked about it. Uh, we were ridiculing, I think, to some extent, probably me more so than anybody else on the show, the way Trump kind of danced around that can a guy become a girl conversation. There's just some things that, 
you might be dead set in your beliefs on, and that's fine because I certainly am as well. But if you want to get to where you want to be, you know, again, this is why I think Trump has been so brilliant in his brief political career because he has taken the business mindset and the winning business mentality. And as Dawn says, the art of the deal has applied that to his ability to get things accomplished. And you can take that under any category. You can talk about American politics. You can talk about foreign policy. You can look at Trump the way he handled the Middle East with Israel and uh, all of the Arab nations. And I was watching a little bit of, uh, of Jesse Waters last night. And one of the things that I forget the guest that he had on. But the guest made a great point of, and the left will always crush Trump for this, but you have to give him credit. He can, as big as his ego is, he can massage egos. Like, he gets criticized for saying that Xi or Putin or, you know, somebody in the Middle East is a smart guy. And you're like, well, wait a minute, did the president, the former president really just say that 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 deranged leader is a smart guy? Yes, he did. Because under Trump, as Dawn has said, peace and prosperity, I'll just focus in and zero in on the peace element. He was able to keep all of these foreign leaders that have visions of creating this new world order, Xi, Putin, Kim Jong-un, Iran. And now what's happening under Joe Biden's watch? We're on the precipice of a World War III. We have Russia, Ukraine. We have Israel and the Palestinians. You know China, Taiwan is a powder keg that can go off at any point. So I I do find it interesting that he was very quick to say Jim Jordan will get the votes. But I'm wondering from the more right element of our listening base, how many people will still be happy with Jim Jordan if he gives in a little bit? Because you have a lot of hardliners that don't want to concede a darn thing and are tired of giving in. And, con- and offering up concessions, but with these scumbag politicians, that's that's how they that's how they make deals. They right. make deals by saying, "Okay, if you give me this, I'll give you that." There's got to be a trade off, or there's no deal, right? So he he has to do something for them in order to get their vote, yeah. right? Yep. So th- the give and take has to has to be there. Now, whether he he goes through it if they're not is, mm-hmm. is one thing but like he can't you cannot get to that level without making some sort of a deal with right. people i know people say like you know well we want somebody in there who's an outsider who's not going to be this the uh status quo i get that mm-hmm. but in order to get that level to where you're at you have to make deals with people you, you do. just do you so do. Th- he's gonna have to give something up if he wants to get these votes no and I, I don't know if he's willing to do that you know, at 59 years old, knowing the way his, his career has gone in the state of Ohio, and then obviously, you know, his background with sports and being ultra feisty, it, it, it doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy that's willing to give in on too many things. I think it'll just be the question of what the actual number of concessions are and how that will resonate within um, one wing of the GOP base. 855-839-1210, the number. All right, 920 right on the dot. We've got a great prize. I'm going to tell you about that in just a moment, but let's get to our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. My wife and I would like to ask you a couple of questions. Sure, 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 go ahead. For instance, uh, what are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. 
I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? Think you know what it is? Be called 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Oh, the prize this morning, a four-pack of tickets to tour the Battleship New Jersey in Camden, New Jersey. For more information, visit BattleshipNewJersey.org. Call her 12, 855-839-1210. See if we get our winner on the other side, and then we'll get Dawn's Big Three at the bottom of the hour as we continue Thursday morning. Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, and the free Odyssey app. What a great time of year to find that newer certified luxury vehicle. You've been wanting, and you know you've been wanting it. You've earned it. Go get it with help from my friends from Piazza Premium Automobiles. They're always here for you in your unique vehicle search, and that's really across the region. Yeah, the tri-state area. The Piazza Premium Family featuring dealerships across Delaware, New Jersey, and, of course, here in Pennsylvania with their newest location, Jaguar Land Rover, Harrisburg. So go get it. Find that Alfa Romeo, your luxurious Maserati, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Jaguar, or Land Rover at PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Go get it. Beautiful day outside. It's going to be great today. Great show today. If you missed any of it, hit up the Odyssey app rewind feature. Get us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Dawn's Big Three coming up in just a few moments. But right now, time to get our winner in here for the morning mystery movie clip. We've got Robert in Warminster. Robert, what movie clip did we just play for you, sir? That was Beetlejuice. That is correct. You've got the four packs of the four pack of tickets to the Battleship New Jersey in Camden, New Jersey, Robert. So thank you thank very you much, so much for listening and thanks for playing. All right, Big fan. I appreciate it. You got it. Robert is uh, in and out as the winner. Richard Nataro says, uh, "I think you used. Be- oh, we might have some controversy here. Uh-oh. I think you used Beetlejuice as the morning movie clip a couple of weeks ago, but you can't always go by my memory. I sometimes think I- I'm living in the '70s under the Jimmy Carter administration. <laughs> I, th- I think Robert. Uh, I think uh, Richard. Excuse me. Might be correct." Um, but different clip though. It's, it was a different clip, and also we have a different associate producer. That's correct. Doing it, so um, if we did, I apologize. I can't keep track of of, of every movie. Not Why not? Movie. We always do. It I, all I lumps remember. together now at this so, point. It, look, it was an easy. It was an easy one. Hopefully, yeah. you uh, you know uh, you listened to it and it was like, yeah. oh, I can get that and try to call in. Yeah. Dorenzo would approve of how easy it was as he's down in Fort Lauderdale soaking up the rays. All right, 9.30 on this Thursday morning. Let's find out what's going on in the world of news. For that, Don Stenzel with the Big 3 at 9. It's the Big 3 at 9 on Kale & Company. Big 3 at 9, sponsored this morning by Best Work Industries for the Blind. Number one this morning, the U.S. Justice Department announcing it has opened an investigation into possible civil rights violations by the police department in New Jersey's capital city. So nobody's investigating what happened at the U.S. Capitol with all those protests yesterday, hundreds arrested. That's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Trenton, New Jersey, DOJ opening up the investigation, focusing on allegations that police officers have used excessive force, stopped motorists and pedestrians without justification and illegally searching homes, 
and cars. Wow. Illegal search and seizure going on. So um, once again, kind of the, uh, well, th- that's, so that this is Trenton, and we already know that this is prohibited in Philadelphia, correct? Yeah, I wonder if they're moving toward this driver equity law oh, like boy. we have we in Philadelphia. Yep. And that's what they're saying that they should get and have. Mm-hmm. But with a time where, you know, Trenton, New Jersey, they've certainly been, it's an embattled, it's a beautiful city. And it's amazing that it has not made the comeback that it should, mm-hmm. but it's crime ridden. Of course. Right. And so now, you know, you think about police recruitment, this probably doesn't help those efforts. No. Good luck filling those jobs. Hey, Amen. we can't police people. Uh, why would I want to be a cop if I can't do my job? Uh, number two, let's talk about United Airlines has a new boarding process that will push for and prioritize window seat boarding, trying to speed up the process. So this is the <laughs> airlines. You know, they're they're still going to have the seats that squish you in like sardines. Yep. But there's they're advertising this that your boarding zone will soon be prioritized on United Airlines. As uh, And this has been an internal memo that has been leaked. They're changing their process for boarding for economy class passengers because of a lot of complaints that are going to speed things up. So if you have a window seat, then you'll go first. Well, and that makes sense, sense, right? right? Instead of having to climb over the guy who's sitting in the aisle seat and the next thing you know, he's got to get up and the line backs up and it's just a whole mess. (laughs) I thought that was just a story that we can all relate to. And number three... Uh, Mummer's Day Parade, which I can't wait for. Yeah, are you going to be on the call again? Yes, Larry and I are hosting oh, nice. again this year. So very I'm nice. very excited, looking forward to that. Yes. Now, normally, the the mayor, in this case, the 100th mayor of the city of Philadelphia, would usually be sworn in on mm. right on that day. However, it's the Mummer's Day Parade. Okay. So would, would they just swear in before and get up early? No. The next mayor of Philadelphia won't be publicly sworn in until 36 hours into the new year because because of the Mummer's Day Parade. So there's a little delay going on. Okay. And so I guess that will, you know, extend the 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 swearing in, if you will. So Mayor Jim Kenney, he's done. Mm-hmm. He can drink his Prosecco and be done with us <laughs> yeah. and, and move on. <laughs> after he's Eve. done greasing the poles after the World <laughs> Series Parade. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we'll be celebrating. I just thought it was a fun little story that, it's in the history. It's the 100th year in Philadelphia. Yep. So they're making special provisions for that 36-hour time period when Mayor Kenny is done, and then you have the new mayor being sworn in. Have you already begun your prep yes. for the broadcast? You yeah. have. Wow. Believe it or not, it takes a lot of prep. Well, I believe it because of and and if you think about hosting at the prep because last last year it was last minute because of the sponsorships mm-hmm. so we literally came in like a, two weeks before and yeah. we're working intensely but you think about all of the individuals who have been working for a year you know literally they start the you know on january 2nd mm-hmm. that's when they start prepping for the new year costumes choreography yep. and post-pandemic it's really cool to see especially young people who've mm-hmm. kind of suffered with not having a social life, it's a social life for people. Right, it is. And it's a heck of a production. I mean, it's amazing. I remember showing my girls the uh, the broadcast last year, and I'm like, look, that's Dawn. That's who I work with. And they're like, <laughs> she's on the radio? I'm like, yes. So. It's so much fun. It's just a, such a unique Philadelphia celebration. And, yep. You know, as they try to, it, it's cool that more people now, it's streaming, and Philadelphia transplants are just people interested in the history of the mummers. Yep. Want to watch it.
I'll be watching so. it before the Rose Bowl. That's my routine. <laughs> well, we're sponsored and grateful to Best Work Industries for the Blind, Changing Lives, a nonprofit organization located in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, Best Work Industries for the Blind, providing training and employment for people who are blind or visually impaired for employment opportunities. Or if you want to donate, just go to bestworkindustries.org. Enjoy today's sunshine the weather changes, especially Friday night into Saturday. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. Uh, we just got this story. Uh, this coming out about uh, about an hour, about an hour and a half ago. Joe John Fetterman, actually, with uh, a very interesting social media decision. Uh, as I'm reading this headline from our friends at Mediate, John Fetterman subtweets fellow Democrats. So if you don't know what a subtweet is, it's in response to or a tweet implying or referencing somebody else. I think without directly uh, responding to their tweet. Uh, so John Fetterman subtweets fellow Democrats who rushed to blame Israel for the Gaza hospital bombing, which we now realize was a parking lot, saying it is, quote, truly disturbing. Uh, Fetterman declared his support for Israel on Wednesday as he referred to the intelligence that the hospital bombing was caused by a misfired rocket from Palestinian militants, not an Israeli airstrike. The senator called attempts to blame Israel, quote, despicable. And then he took to Twitter and said it's truly disturbing that members of Congress rushed to blame Israel for the hospital tragedy in Gaza. So it seems to me uh, you arrive at the conclusion that I would think, and if I'm wrong, somebody correct me, Fetterman's basically taking a shot at squad Dems and their refusal to acknowledge their false accusation. I didn't have that on my end of the world bingo card. No, no. It might be one of the first uh, things that Fetterman has done that has made sense and we can agree with here. So um, very interesting that the the Pennsylvania senator has a um, a, a little ounce of uh, common sense because, yes, really what it is, I'll take his D word of despicable. I'll say it's dangerous. It's dangerous to say this, be wrong, and then not be willing to correct yourself. One thing if you get it wrong. I get something wrong every day on this show. But you got to be willing to admit it and, uh, you know, make amends to it. But you know, the squad Dems, Rashida Tlaib, as you heard in the cut sheet, not willing to do so. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. Ken John on YouTube says, and Fetterman makes sense? What is going on? Uh, this is what a world we're living in now. John Fetterman. <laughs> Common sense says uh, someone Someone probably hacked his account. <laughs> it was, probably was. Yeah. It's probably Giselle. All right, we'll come back and find out what's Actually, on let's the... do it right now. And oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, let's uh, let's get to uh, what's on the cut sheet. Part two. What's on the cut sheet? I do. So this just, this person on TikTok is a uh, trans activist. No oh boy. It's a man who tells everybody he's a woman. Okay. And he would like you guys to know, you being you, you, Dawn, and oh. you women, oh, that nobody is going to stop him from using the women's restroom. Oh, one of these guys again. Uh, yeah. Okay. Another tough guy. Uh, Daniel, hopefully you have this. I just sent it to you. Uh, here it is. Uh, this this man is, is, is saying, hey, 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 I can use whatever restroom I damn well please. All right? Yep. You got it? Mm-hmm. Here we go. I go where I please. I will continue to go into women's restrooms. Okay, okay, okay. Are we we watching this? The glass is a little small. (laughs) Well, the face may be a little big. Dude, bro. Oh, man, first of all, you are are one ugly woman. Oh, I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, my God. Is this a person? Wait, is this a biologically born yes. male? I, I mean, listen Correct. to the voice. Hey, women. <laughs> I used to I'm, play for the Eagles. I could use the men. The women's bathroom if I want to. Yeah. You fembots <laughs> don't get in my way. Um, I mean, doesn't even try and no. disguise the voice, right? No. No, he doesn't. All right. Uh, uh, Daniel, I'm going to start this clip over, okay? Here we go. I go where I please. Mm-hmm. I will continue to go into women's restrooms, women's locker rooms, women's yeah. spaces, because I am a woman, whether you like it or not. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right. There's nothing Fox News can do about it. Ollie London, uh, Ben Shapiro, uh, Stephen Hilton, uh, Tim Poole. Moms of Bigotry, right. uh, Lips of TikTok, mm-hmm. Charlie Kirk, mm-hmm. Matt Walsh, there you go. Matt Gates, mm-hmm. Nick Fuentes. Nick There's nothing any of you can do about it. Nothing. Wow. I go where I please. Yeah. Take that, Meg Brock. And so far, nobody's had the guts to even try and stop me. Look yeah. at him. Look at yeah. him. You know, that's where I... That, they, <laughs> I can't say what I really should. It's like that, but that's the moment right there where you just kind of root for a female to accidentally maybe clip him across the the chin with with a with a fly swatter. Like, and and, and oh, by the way, let me look at the the eye fashion. By the way, because you know Don 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 wears beautiful eyeglasses. Um, I don't know what mine are, but they're not as bad as what he's wearing in that video. Like, can you get glasses that actually fit the contours of your face? It looks like his face is about to eat his glasses. Stop. There's no, but, a lot of face there, by the way. A lot of face. If you want to see this, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Please hit the like and subscribe button. Yes. I, I haven't mentioned that all show. Sorry. But yeah. here, you know, listen to this person, this person's anger, and mm-hmm. there's a rage within, but there's also a creepy, scary resentment going on. This is, it's threatening, too. It, it is kind of threatening. Yes. And that's what's. This is not somebody who is... Just kind of a humble person saying, "I am who I am, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to go to. I'm going to be respectful of others' space, but right. this is who I am, and I hope they don't mind." If, it's not that. Isn't it's, respect a two-way street, Dawn? Yeah, it should be, but it's not that. And the truth is that this individual's wrong. In fact, at a private facility, if I'm if I'm in my if I'm in my workplace now, we have separate stalls that go high up in the women's bathroom here. So if this individual is in a stall in the ladies' bathroom here at Odyssey World headquarters, I'm not, A, going to even know it, nor do I care. But when this person says I want to go in a locker room, <laughs> I do as a well, – I can go I, and I can complain. Yeah, I can almost guarantee you you would know if this person was in the stall yeah. next to you. Because, Groaning because and grunting. He, he'd be dropping a heater. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he made a poo-poo oh, show. Oh, man. <laughs> Wow. Uh, By the way, uh, Bubba45 on YouTube, I agree with him. He says, boy, this person seems to know a lot of conservative commentators. I agree with you. I know. Like, for for people who are just like, I can't stand that side of the aisle, Mm -hmm. he sure could rattle off every single person. He knew more more people than I did. I'm surprised he didn't mention Riley Gaines. Chris Forsyth says, straight up potato. (laughs) He is a potato. if, if If you look at his head. He does look like Mr. Potato. Head. He is Mr. Potato. His, head. his his head is shaped. Yeah. Daniel Daniel, I'm sorry, I don't mean to catch you cold here, but yeah, put you... him in box four. <laughs> look at that. I mean from the from the from the end of the glasses down, he's like eighty percent face. He's all head he's like no shoulders. I am a woman, damn it. Yes. I will go in whatever stall I please. Wow. 
Good God. But he but he's he or she, however this person identifies, I don't care. Right. Live your life. Right. But when you start going in a women's locker room mm-hmm. in a private facility, I absolutely I can tell you in the gyms that I belong to, I absolutely have a right mm-hmm. to go to the front desk and say there I'm there's a penis in the women's locker room. There's a, pota- there's a potato there's a head penis in the women's locker room. <laughs> and I don't care about the potato face. I just yep. the penis yep. is not belonging in the women's locker room. That's right. Not happening. I know you play that Boom. video and I you should follow it up with the stock question of who's under attack here. <laughs> right. Seems like he's the one on the attack, right? Yeah, and he's just aggressive and yep. creepy. And by the way, there are some trans individuals who actually wouldn't care cuz they would be, First of all, Locker rooms are just weird anyway. Yes. Let's just be honest. It's weird for dudes in, in general. Yeah. Like the whole thing, and more and more gym locker rooms are going to the separate things, but it's this person's, it's not, it's this person's attitude that yeah. it makes me a little nervous I, more I, than, I, not just the. I've told you the dynamic of the men's locker room at my old YMCA in Tennessee. I mean, the younger generation, younger than me, um, they they remain fully clothed. They don't shower there or anything like that. And then the older generation, guys in their late fifties, sixties, they're walking around butt naked. They're going from yeah. their locker to like, brush their ew. teeth to go into the sauna. It's a very. It's like you, you just keep your head down. Yep. You do your thing. There's some dudes there butt naked having conversations with yeah. each other. Hey, did you see the Phillies last night? By the way, I'm guessing any man who's shaved like that has a little nubbin. So I'm sure there's. You, you probably can't even see it. <laughs> I mean, let's just. Big, I should even. It's, it's, it's the size of a. You thumb. can't even see it. Well, no, the gut is going to extend so far down. Maybe truthfully, one, maybe yeah. one day I'll be able to see my. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You're not going to see the thing because it could be. You're like, oh, that's a homely oh, woman. Oh, you don't man. even know. All right, we have to. Like break. a falling uterus. Oh. Yeah, could be pouch drop. We always go. We always go too far in this we segment. Do. We, we do. do. I it's... think we should cut the show off at nine thirty. <laughs> the dawn show now expands from nine thirty to noon. All right, we'll come back and find out what's on tap for the dawn show. Who won Twitter today? And see what other uh, nonsense we can discuss. Oh, it's a Thursday. It's Kale and Company. We're back after this. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio twelve ten WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. What a big. Big month this is, October at Parks Casino. I'm talking about the $50,000 trick-or-treat treasures. It's on. Win, and you'll have a close encounter with the creepy claw machine. Winners selected every 20 minutes tomorrow, Friday, October 20th. So earn entries right now for your chance to play the creepy claw with the $50,000 trick-or-treasures only at the number one casino, Parks Casino. Uh, plus the hottest entertainment. It's going to keep you coming back for more every time. Thousands of state-of-the-art slots, 115 table games, the best sports book on the entire East Coast, and my friend Joe Conklin's Comedy Night, the best, with New York's best club comedians every other Thursday night. Tonight, Rizzioli will be on stage and the best local bands every weekend, only at 360 Lounge. Don't miss these top headliners. Come to the Excite Center at Parks. So tomorrow night, Michael Blaustein, comedian, is tomorrow. Howie Mandel is Friday, November 17th. And then on Saturday the 18th, you'll have Air Supply. Aaron Lewis, Thursday, November 30th. And then for mid-December, we're looking at Michael Carbonaro and Martina McBride. Parks, the ultimate destination for action, excitement, entertainment. Just visit ParksCasino.com. 
Parks Casino and Sportsbook. This is how you win. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll make a Phillies Game 3 prediction in just a few moments. First pitch, 507. Zioli Comedy Night at Parks tonight. Stop on out and support Rich. And uh, right now we support Dawn's show because in seven minutes it takes over. What do we got, Dawn? Yeah, so uh, off the top, obviously, I always update on the latest or breaking stories and developing stories. We're watching what's going on with Jim Jordan, uh, attempt number three. He's 0 for 2 right now. So he's like the Diamondbacks, you might say. <laughs> um, but um, coming up about 10.04, 10.04-ish, we have a mom for liberty who is Joy Schwartz, educator, mom, who is involved in filing these lawsuits we've seen in support of voter integrity in our suburbs of Philadelphia. So what's going on, for example, in Delaware County with excessive spending, property tax hikes, and all of that? We're going to look at the DA situation as well. And so we're going to get the inside take on Moms for Liberty's issues, as I'll say, across our region, but especially a deep dive into some of these areas where the taxes are going up and what's going on? So she'll give us the inside track on maybe, the latest. Maybe you could play the Potato Head clip for her because uh, Potato Head was coming for women like her. I know, right? And Moms for Liberty. <laughs> yes. And then uh, coming up at 11, my friend, our friend, Christine Flowers, she'll be in the 11 a.m. hour. And we'll talk about all, all of this with Philadelphia, the ambush of Philadelphia police. She has some new information about the cameras or lack thereof at the Philadelphia International Airport that would have helped certainly find those alleged gunmen sooner, but expanding on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, if you will, or the attack, and locally, Penn, U of Penn, what was going on on campus just yesterday. So we'll, we'll kind of do a, a full view there with Christine Flowers. All right, Dawn Show coming up in six minutes as we wrap up today with Who Won Twitter Today? Who won Twitter? Joe Andre wins Twitter. He says, God bless Dawn, that penis evaluation, falling uterus, commentary needs to make the end of the year montage <laughs> you want to pound it and, oh and then do like a dry rub that's the cooking segment i would i would actually argue that the last half hour of this program always the best yeah always the best because we're we're so hook. punch drunk <laughs> and tired we're like and joe biden you yes. never know what's going to come out of our mouths we're just ready to go to bed it really is yes it yes. really is and i'm technically i'm the only one that can go to bed because i go home and take a nap and you guys actually yeah. continue being professionals <sighs> Uh, anyway, Lazy boy. Yes. we try <laughs> um, prediction time uh, game three tonight yeah. Phillies and uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, the Phillies on the road. I see uh, the Phillies are a small favorite and the over under is nine runs nine. stalker. You're up 40 bucks. Yeah. Are we going to keep going with this? Yeah, we might as well. Okay. Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't learn my lesson. No, you obviously don't. I don't. Uh, I'll take the Phillies 6-4. I think Arizona, if they get one, will be uh, in game four, which could be a bullpen game. So you're going the over. I'm going to go over nine runs and give me the Phillies 6-4. I'm going under with the nine runs, and I'm going to take the Phillies at 4-2. Four, uh, four to two. Okay. 4-2. Okay, to two. There you have so. it. Wait, so Nick thinks the Phillies will win. Greg says what? The Phillies will win 4-2. Four 4-2. To four yep. to okay. Yeah. Yep. I think the Phillies might lose today. As well as in Game 3, Jim Jordan. I think both J- Jordan and the Phillies lose today. Dawn, you better keep your mouth closed. Oh, J- Jim Jordan is definitely losing wow. it's today. Three, it's 3-3 three and three for Jordan. I think it'll be another loss I think FanDuel today. and Parks are offering a parlay. Out <laughs> the Phillies and Jim Jordan both lose. You get 5-1 to one on your money. Yeah, Jim Jordan is definitely going to lose. Dawn, Dawn is saying the Phillies lose. I okay. might. All right, here's the prediction. 
Here's here's what I'll do. Dawn, if you win, the $40 goes to you. All right. Well, it still comes from me, though. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're going to owe me. Okay, so I'm giving it to you. And so we're, yes. we're going to play. Like, He's like pass. a Democrat. He's yeah. redistributing the wealth. <laughs> redistributing we're gonna, all the wealth. Yeah. We're going to pass it from booth to booth. <laughs> exactly. It's like musical cash. Exactly. There we go. All right. That's going to do it for us. Last so. half hour, always the best. Yes. I stand by that ah. statement. Correct. Have a great rest of your <laughs> Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. Dawn is next. Until then. Good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.